0: Welcome back to Second and Short. It is January 5th, 2024. I'm here with Luke for the first time of the new year. His first time in now two weeks. A little sick last week. Uh, How are you feeling now, Luke? Uh, I feel
1: great. Um, Still having some residuals, you know, stuff going on. But overall, man, I feel great. Happy to be back, ready to get it going.
0: Awesome. Well, it is the final week of the NFL season. Week 18 has been quite the journey. Lots of injuries, lots of storylines, a a wild MVP race for sure. One that has been very confusing, very hard to keep up with. And just so much going on. Great rookie performances, great veteran performances, guys coming off the couch to play some football this year, showing everybody (laughs) what's up. Um, Yeah, it's been a fantastic year. And then, of course, We have our top five catchers in 2023. We'll round out everybody in the infield, and then we'll move on to the outfield next week, and then we're going to update on the transfer window. Uh, No Premier League this weekend, no UCL until like mid-February, so we've got a little bit of a break from that, so we're going to be covering some transfer news today. A lot of stuff going on there, a lot of random random moves. Some moves have already been done, um, but nothing too big. And then, of course, we'll round it out with questions time. Nathan got us another round of questions on Reddit. Uh, Luke, I will have to say, you're not allowed Mm -hmm. to look at them yet. Um, So don't go to Reddit and look at the questions because one of them, I have to ask you the question. You have to give me the answer. Okay. (laughs) It's like a a quiz question. Uh, Oh, it's like
1: there's a right answer, basically.
0: Yes, there is a correct answer for one of these questions that we've got. but. Without further ado, let's get into week 18 of the NFL season. Wow, what a, what a route it has been to get to this point. But a lot of clinching scenarios. I've got all of the clinching scenarios here in the notes. We'll talk about all of them in every single game for both teams, if it counts for both. Um, we've got two games on Saturday, Steelers-Ravens and Texans-Colts, and then everybody else on Sunday for it all to be decided. And then the playoffs start next week. Wild card round starts January, I think, thirteenth. Maybe could be wrong. Yes, January thirteenth, Saturday next week. Was all right. Wild card starts. So we'll start off. Your Steelers taking on the Ravens. Steelers got a couple of routes they could get in. First, a Pittsburgh win and a Buffalo loss, or Pittsburgh win and a Jacksonville loss or tie. Or Pittsburgh win, Houston and Indy tie. Or (laughs) Pittsburgh ties, Jacksonville loses, and Houston, Indy does not end in a tie. And then your final scenario is a Jacksonville loss, a Denver win, and a Houston and Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. So you guys have to win unless you're going to rely on ties. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the Ravens. Already came out. They're not starting Lamar Jackson. It's gonna be Tyler Huntley in at quarterback. I think not one hundred percent certain on this, I think Odell is not playing, and I think Zay Flowers is not playing. Well, Tyler Huntley is a Pro Bowl quarterback. That is true. Tyler Huntley, notable <laughs> one time Pro Bowler. Yeah. Something um, to be worried about. No,
1: there. I'm I'm super confident. Um, I think our the outcomes if we win are very possible. Um, we've already beaten Baltimore once, but it just seems it would be very Baltimore to still beat the Steelers somehow
0: yes um
1: <laughs> but you know we we still need to be perfect look Mason Rudolph looks great uh we actually look like a team that i I would say if Mason Rudolph is quarterback, we could win a wild card game okay i, I mean i i really i i think so I'm very confident i'm I'm super confident in the ah. the new Steelers team um yeah, I mean it just it looks great offensively. It's just so much better.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's going to be tough. Obviously, like winning this week wouldn't is not going to be all that crazy. It's more that in the scenarios where you guys win to get in, you either need Houston and Indy to tie or you need Buffalo or Jacksonville to lose. Jacksonville taking on the Titans uh and Buffalo taking on the Dolphins. So That one could definitely get interesting for Buffalo because we'll talk about Buffalo, but there's a chance that if they win, they get the number two seed in the AFC. And there's a chance that if they lose, they don't make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's really all (laughs) down to Miami kind of just letting them catch back up.
0: Yeah, it is uh, an interesting, interesting scenario there. But we'll get to that uh, when we get to that game. For now, I feel like the Steelers should probably win considering backup quarterback a lot of guys not going to play if they do play they'll probably only play the first half i do know odell has an incentive um he needs about 80 plus yards i believe it might be a touchdown incentive could be remembering incorrectly that could be a factor but i think you guys will be fine uh i'm going to take steelers ah yeah steelers 20 ravens 17
1: I'm going to go Steelers 27, Ravens 17,
0: 27-17. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into another game with serious playoff implications. Saturday night on ESPN at eight fifteen. 15 Texans-Colts. Both these teams 9-7. and seven. They're tied with the division leader, Jags, who have the tiebreaker over both of them. All of those teams sit at 9-7, and seven, and these two face off for a chance to make it in. So Houston has a couple of chances. They clinch the AFC South title with a Houston win and a Jacksonville loss or tie. They clinch a playoff berth by winning or by tying and a Jacksonville loss and a Pittsburgh loss or tie. So it's essentially win and get in, uh, lose, and you're done. That's the basics. If they tie, of course, there's some weird scenarios. But um, for Indianapolis, they clinch the AFC South with a win and a Jacksonville loss or tie, or Indianapolis ties, Houston, and Jacksonville loses, and then Indy would clinch a playoff berth, uh, but not the division with a win, or they could tie, and Pittsburgh just has to lose for them to get a playoff berth. So, both these teams certainly playing for something here. Mm -hmm. And you've got them essentially coming back to close to full strength I'd say. CJ Stroud looked great last week. The Texans as a whole looked pretty good. Nico Collins fully back. He's now had 2 weeks back on the field. You have Dalton Schultz. I think he's chasing an incentive right now as well. Um Devin Singletary has been playing pretty well down the stretch, but then on the Colts side, Gardner Minshew has been great leading them to this point. Um you know, guys across the across the team have been stepping up. You have the good games from Jonathan Taylor and then you have a good game from Michael Pittman and then maybe an Alec Pierce performance or a Josh Downs performance. So many guys on this team really making an impact especially down down the stretch where they've gotten themselves to 9 and 7. They have a positive record and considering their, you know, future franchise quarterback Anthony Richardson goes down in what week 4 for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury, this is a, a great place to be in first year head coach.
1: Oh yeah, um the Colts have really um they've really just had to battle through a lot this season. Yeah. I don't really think they've gotten the credit. Um they didn't have Jonathan Taylor for a long time. Uh Anthony Richardson like you said goes down and they just kind of had to, you know, do with what they had and they did a pretty pretty damn good job of it the whole season. I I don't really have much notes on this game other than the fact that I it's it's crazy that the Texans are 9 and 7 right now. Yeah. I just feel like we were holding them so high and then, you know, they just, I don't know, their season kind of exploded a couple of weeks ago and now they're fighting for, you know, a shot, maybe not to play in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting right now. They're a one and a half point favorite. I like CJ Stroud's chances to beat this Colts team. I think, you know, they've got everything to play for here. Like this would be the moment for these guys. Like, Kind of a similar setup to the Colts, both of these teams. You know, first-year head coach, first-year rookie quarterback. Obviously, Anthony Richardson gets hurt, but Gardner Minshew, first year with the team, um, they have kind of the backup story that has swarmed the NFL this season. and um, But then you have, like, these great young receivers. You have pretty solid defenses for both of these teams. They're very similar when you look at it on paper. I just think the Texans have the X-factor kind of guys that the Colts don't. And in a situation like this, I'm going to go ahead and side with the Texans.
1: All right, yeah. I think um, I I almost want to see the Colts get in. Fair enough. I don't know. Part of me wants to see the Colts get in. But I I just – I don't know. This game could go either way. This is going to be, I think, within three points. This is yeah, going to be a good
0: one. Definitely. definitely. Uh, I'm going to take it a little bit higher scoring just because I trust both of these offenses to really get something done. Um, I'm going to go Texans 28, Colts 24.
1: I'm going to go 24-21. I'll probably just give it to Houston.
0: Okay. Well, then that, that
1: honestly could be interchangeable. I could see the Colts <laughs> winning 24-21, yeah. honestly.
0: <laughs> All right, well, for Sunday... Uh we'll start off Browns Bengals. No, you know, playoff clinching implications here. The Browns are in, the Bengals are out. Browns probably gonna be sitting some guys for sure. Uh I don't think we've gotten a confirmation on a backup quarterback if there even is one on the Browns playing. Um <laughs> I would assume Flacco will, because I think he has an incentive to reach uh in that contract that he got uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago. Cincinnati's opening up as a seven point favorite. What? <laughs> so I got a feeling Flacco's sitting. Um yeah, you know, like I said, I haven't wow. really looked, but um very interesting. Yes, yeah, they the, are sitting Flacco. the flat Browns are I just looked at
1: it. Okay. The Browns are another team that they've, they've really done a lot with what they've had too, probably more than any other team in the NFL. But, you know, as you and I both know, with that defense that they've had all season long, you can, I mean, even a serviceable quarterback is going to be able to get you some wins on, you know, some weeks where your defense keeps it close, which for the Browns is most every week, but damn, that guy Flacco, it, it <laughs> just with him playing like how he's playing, I I honestly, like, the Browns are a serious threat. They're better than the Dolphins. Better than the Chiefs, probably, too, which is crazy with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. But I'm, you know, even as a Steelers fan, I hate to say it, but I'm really, really high on what Cleveland has done, and Joe Flacco looks absolutely phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we'll have Jeff Driscoll uh, at quarterback for the Browns this week, Uh, the Damn. One year backup for four teams, I believe, uh, for his career so far. So yeah, I I don't see the Browns even really trying. Um, you know, considering last week you had, you know, such a crazy moment, of course, but you had Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore both go down. Um they're probably not gonna play either of them. Flacco's not playing. I feel like this offense loses just about everything um, with the guys they're sitting. Yeah. So I think it's pretty safe to just go ahead and take the Bengals. Um, and I'm going to take the, oh, I think my score prediction probably I'm going to go Bengals 21 Browns seven.
1: Uh, I, I think I'm going to take Cincinnati. <sighs> hmm. I'm gonna take Cincinnati seventeen to ten, um, but I mean Cincinnati's another team that we could talk about too that have just kind of been a weird wild card. Like I, there were a lot of teams that had to go to backup quarterbacks this year that didn't end up having a completely busted season.
0: Yeah, kind of sure.
1: weird. I, like definitely like more than usual. I feel like and. It's crazy the way that the AFC North is just shaken up with, you know, Mason Rudolph actually coming in and doing a lot more than what people thought. The Bengals are sitting last right now. And what's crazy to even think about that is they probably weren't even really that good with Joe Burrow, too. Yeah. For a while. They couldn't get it figured out. So, I don't know. The Bengals are just another team that were just very, very strange this year.
0: Yeah. All right. Sorry for the pause. Uh, trying to figure out what that background sound is in Luke's microphone. Can't figure it out, but it'll be fine. You'll get over it, <laughs> just like I'm getting over Not it. Bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's get into our next game: Vikings Lions. So the Vikings do have a chance at playoff berth, despite being seven and nine, losing last week to Green Bay. It's a pretty lengthy one. There's two ways to go about it. Both of them require, of course, a Minnesota Vikings win. So they need to win. They need a Green Bay loss, a Seattle loss, and a Tampa Bay loss. Or oh gosh. Minnesota wins, Gre- Green Bay loss, Seattle loss, New Orleans loss to get into the playoffs. And, like, that's yeah, not I like – I don't know of, about all that. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. I just don't see all of that happening. <laughs> Because, (laughs) like, you have, you know, the Seahawks are going up against the Cardinals, which if the Cardinals know what's good for them, they'll lose um, to keep their spot in the draft because they already fucked it up last week by beating the Eagles. And for, you know, the Bears might beat the Packers. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I believe we got a few Lions sitting this week as well. If I had to assume, they would be. <laughs> um, oh, for sure. Um, let's see. Not seeing anything in particular. But I think it would be a safe assumption to say the Jared Goff's probably sitting. But I, actually, I think they're playing for seeding now. Um, you know, after that horrible outcome last week with the players reporting, not reporting, and all of that. It really shook things up for their seating, um, so they might be playing for something this week, so we might see a full lineup. Uh, Detroit is still favored 3.5, so that makes me think nobody's sitting. But for the Vikings, I believe Nick Mullins is back to starting after they pulled Jaron Hall uh, from the game yep. last week uh, during his start. I think Nick Mullins is back in. Doesn't give me much hope for them.
1: Not at all. Um, Yeah, this Vikings team is just completely imploded after Jared Goff – or not Jared Goff, um, Josh Dobbs went down. Um, Yeah, even Jetta's being back just really didn't help out this team. Um, They are a complete struggle bus.
0: Definitely. (laughs) They they really suck. Like, the Packers put a beat down on them last week.
1: (laughs) What did the Cam Akers trade do? Why? Why did they make that trade?
0: <laughs> nothing. It literally did nothing, and I felt like that was gonna be the case when it happened. This Viking team was never gonna run the ball.
1: Yeah. Do you remember like the point in time where people were like really high on Cam Akers? Like they would yeah. draft him high in fantasy drafts and stuff. Whatever happened to that?
0: I don't know because he's only been in the league like what three years?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: <years>? <laughs> like he, when he came out of guy? yeah when he came out of Florida State, I was like yeah. super. Excited, because, like, first of all, when he came to Florida State, it was like, oh, my God, number one running back in, you know, Mississippi, which is a great place to be the number one running back out of. Um, Yeah. Five-star guy, played great at Florida State, went in, like, I think, like, the second or third round to the Rams. It was all written up how it was supposed to be, gets hurt super early in his rookie season, and just, like, fell off a cliff. Yeah. It's crazy Uh, But yeah he hasn't done anything for that team Except I think score a rushing touchdown Before Alexander Madison Um, (laughs) So I I got a Safe bet in saying that the Lions Are going to win this game they're only a three and a half point Favorite I think they've got a very Good chance uh, To probably just put a beat down on this Vikings team I know you know Nick Mullins Is probably going to play better than Jaron Hall But these Lions guys are playing for uh, a little bit of revenge uh, against the NFL and against the refs here, so they're going to do everything in their power just to run it up. I got a feeling we're looking at like a... I'm going to go... I, I I kind of trust the Vikings defense to to put up a fight, so I'm going to go Lions 27, Vikings 14.
1: I'm going to go Lions 27, Vikings 10.
0: All right. And our next game... Once again, a few playoff implications here. Jags-Titans. So Jacksonville can clinch the AFC South Division title by just simply winning. Or if they tie and Houston and Indy tie. I don't see that one happening. But Jacksonville could definitely beat the Titans. I think that's a, a safe assessment. Um, but they really need to win. Um obviously because you get a better seed, whatever. They could just get into the playoff with a tie and a Pittsburgh loss or tie or a Pittsburgh loss, a Denver loss, or a tie, and Houston and Indy, one of them wins. So no tie in that game. Um, and then a Jags loss, uh, I believe, would still get them in. So I I got a feeling Jacksonville wins this game, but I'm pretty sure Trevor was out last week. Is that Correct. I think he's back though. Yeah. Okay. He was he's listed uh, he was as questionable out. at the moment. Is Will Levis back? I don't know. I'll be honest. Um, let me pull up their injuries right now. He is questionable. Uh he was there at practice on Thursday. That's the only update I'm seeing.
1: Okay. Did not practice on Wednesday.
0: Gotcha. So Look, like the Titans obviously are gonna play. Like they're gonna try and beat the Jags, try and fuck them over. I don't think it's good enough. Like the like the Titans are their best at home, but four and four for a five and eleven team um doesn't really mean much. <laughs> yeah. And, and luckily the true. Jags, they're good on the road. Five and two for a nine and seven record is very good. Uh, on the road if trev is back at full health you know we can trust that you know etienne can carry the load for him uh even if he's not you know all that mobile because i think it was uh was it a foot injury is that is that right or was oh, that levis one of the two had a foot injury i'm pulling it up right now shoulder okay so that definitely changes things um you know if the shoulder isn't working there's some issues. But, like, last week, no Zay Jones, no Christian Kirk. I think this week they're coming in a little bit healthier, obviously, if Trevor's going to be playing. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just take the Jags. Just – I simply can't assume the Titans can win this game. Um, I'm going to go Jags 20, Titans 13. I'm going to take Tennessee here. Okay.
1: I, I, I feel like – this is a very upsettable game. Um, Jacksonville, I feel like every time they are backed into a corner, asked to show up, you know, to prove that they are a team that can hang in the NFL. I don't think they've done it this year. Um, so I'm going to take Tennessee in this game. It's going to be close, though. I'm going to go, like, 23-20.
0: Okay. Titans. Fair enough. And our next game, Jets-Patriots. No playoff implications in this one uh, <laughs> at all. Honestly, the biggest thing is Patriots draft pick implications. You should probably lose if you're the Patriots. I think they're slated right (laughs) now uh, to pick fourth or third, possibly. Uh, You know, yeah, I think uh, the last thing I saw was um, Panthers, which I guess is the Bears pick. And then Commanders and Patriots or Patriots commanders. One of the ways. Um, I don't know how they figure that stuff out, but. Patriots should probably just lose. It's in their best interest to lose. But then again, a lot of teams whose best interest is to lose don't, uh, i.e. the Texans last year. Um, And for the Jets, you know, maybe you could come out and just win this game. You probably shouldn't as well. Um, But the Patriots just beat the Jets always. I think last 15 meetings (laughs) – Uh, The Patriots beat the Jets. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. The Patriots are going to slip up and beat the Jets. (laughs) Did the the Patriots sweep the Jets last year? I believe so. Wow. Yeah. And also, this would be a really good fuck you by Bill Belichick. um, Because it looks like they're going to try and fire him. um, And... Like, I'm seeing reports about, like, a bunch of staff from the Patriots is, like, turning on him, all this shit. It'd be a great fuck you by Bill Belichick to (laughs) get a win when they least need it.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Um, God, I I don't know about that. What what do you think about them trying to part ways with Bill Belichick? Uh,
0: Look, the guy is still, uh, no matter how this goes down, he's the greatest coach of all time. In my eyes, Um, certainly the greatest coach I've watched coach the game. Um, He could get another job, I'm sure of it. But when it comes to the openings that are out there right now, there's not a lot of good options. So somebody would probably have to fire a coach that they've got right now that probably shouldn't be fired which doesn't happen often. Um I just don't think yeah. like like a a team like the Chargers is not going to go for Bill Belichick. The Panthers, the Raiders maybe, but the Panthers no. Like they're not going for Bill mm-hmm. Belichick. Atlanta? No. Nah. I don't think it it doesn't fit right. It it doesn't seem to me um with what we've got, you know, culture of the team whatever. Um it just doesn't yeah. seem like a lot of the openings right now would fit Bill Belichick as the head coach. That's fair. I'm still locked in yeah. on Vrabel and Bill Belichick just switching teams. That would be awesome. Really? Yeah, that would be sick. Or Bill Belichick to the, the Commanders. Commanders or, the commanders or Titans? Yeah. Cuz Ron
1: Rivera is probably out. Oh, gotta be.
0: But I think the Commanders are just going to Bump B enemy up to head coach. That would make the most Which sense. Which I would say.
1: Like. Yeah.
0: Nonetheless, um, final score uh, 13, <clears throat> to 10. To <laughs> Patriots 13, Jets 10.
1: Um, I'm going to go Jet 16, Patriots 7.
0: Those are some ugly scores we just predicted. <laughs> yeah, one are. of us might actually be right. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it might be that bad, but this is a game that really matters right here. Falcons Saints. The Falcons can only get in if they win the division, and that would take a win by the Falcons and a Tampa Bay loss to the Panthers. Interesting. Um, And then New Orleans can both win the division or just get playoff berth. Um, They can win the division by winning and Tampa Bay loses or ties and if New Orleans ties us and Tampa Bay loses, New Orleans would win the division. They can clinch a playoff berth. If they win, Seattle loses or ties and Green Bay loses or ties. Or New Orleans ties, Seattle loses, and Green Bay loses, which is redundant. But whatever. You can blame CBS because this is where I got that from. Um, yeah, look – I as much as I want the Falcons to make the playoffs, I don't want to see Arthur Smith ever again. And whatever <laughs> expedites his way out of the door works for me. We're two and six on the road this season, which is something that isn't getting talked about enough with how bad of a coach he is. <laughs> like that, that comes down to coaching at that point. If you're a seven and nine team, Somehow, you're contending for your division title by the grace of God, but you're two and six on the road. There's a problem. Obviously, yeah. there's plenty of other problems mm-hmm. outside of our home and road splits, um, you know, the quarterbacks, running back usage. Everything else that's going on is a problem. I just want Arthur Smith out the door. So, first time on the podcast. I'm projecting a Falcons loss.
1: Oh no!
0: Yeah, it's tough. And look, I we need to be in the right position in the draft to take somebody that I like. And right now we sit at like ninth. I want to be seventh, maybe maybe eighth. That's what I'm looking <laughs> at right now. It's week 18. I'm looking I don't at give the draft. A good I'm a Falcons fan. I'm looking at the draft. <laughs> Oh man. I need Michael Penix. Sorry. Yeah the- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm allu- I, I need Michael Penix. <laughs> That's and what we he's could saying. pick we could pick way later than that and get Michael Penix. I just need <clears> him. <throat> That's what I'm saying.
1: So you think Michael Penix is the guy?
0: Yeah. But if we don't want to go quarterback in the first round, we gotta go defensive end. I, I'm liking Leatu Latu from UCLA. I'm like in Braylon Trice from Washington as well. If we go double Washington, I wouldn't be mad.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's a undefeated football team.
0: Yeah, so far they still got to play on Monday. Yeah, but so far. um, yeah, look the Saints are. I'm not gonna say they're good. Um, they're in a weird situation as well, because it. Seems pretty clear that Derek Carr is just not the answer, but he's not like horrible. He's just not the answer, and they simply cannot. Like they simply can't replace him. Is the problem they can't go out in the draft and get a quarterback because he's still going to have three years left on his deal, and they still are going to be in cap hell. Like they yeah. fucked themselves making that deal for Derek Carr. Oh,
1: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I don't know. They might, they might lose Michael Thomas though. Yeah. I, I really like. God, that that's a player that just makes me so mad. I cannot. I hate seeing where his career is going.
0: Yeah, I. I yeah, love but it.
1: I mean, I'm sure he's probably getting paid a lot of money though.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, th- this division is so weird. Honestly, Tampa could have ended it. It could have ended it all basically if they yeah. won last week against new orleans but they they ended up fumbling the bag um ah man i i think it'd be kind of funny if atlanta got in that'd be that'd be kind of (laughs) cool
0: it'd be funny thank you
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm just saying i i like it's you know i'm surrounded by falcons fans as i live in the state i think it'd be funny to see you guys in the playoffs because you guys wouldn't know what the hell to think
0: yeah no i know exactly what i think uh I don't want to see Arthur Smith on our sideline again. But you would watch that wild card game. Of course, I'm not going to miss a game of football. (laughs) Maybe, like, I'm not going to put on my Julio Jones jersey to watch the game. (laughs) But, uh, like, I'd root for the Falcons if they made the playoffs. But I would would selectively root for certain people. (laughs) Listen,
1: listen. Bottom line, final score. Falcons, Saints. I, I like the Falcons. I, I just I, I don't really know as a team if they really care that much to be in the playoffs. I, I don't know if that's really their goal. Yeah. But I like the Falcons backed into a corner more than I like the Saints if they were backed into a corner this year. I'm gonna go Falcons 23 17.
0: Okay. Uh I'm gonna go Saints. 20 to 17 That kills me inside to say but uh, it's it's more it's I want that to happen.
1: It's the Saints too. Yeah.
0: It that that's the worst wow. part. I'd be fine projecting the Bucks or the Panthers to beat us. But not the Saints. Uh speaking of <laughs> never Bucks Panthers our next game Obviously, the Panthers are shit out of luck. They've already clinched the one uh, the first overall pick for the Bears. So the Panthers have nothing to play for. But also, they could just play spoiler here. They could come out here and fuck over the Buccaneers. Are they going to? Probably not. Because even if this game was for the Panthers to make the playoffs, they wouldn't win. <laughs> um, yeah. But Tampa, true. they've got some scenarios. So they win the title. If they win, they win the division title if they win, or if they tie and New Orleans loses or ties the Falcons. They clinch a playoff berth with a tie, a Seattle loss, a Green Bay loss, or tie. Um, Look, Tampa's going to win this game. Like, I'm very sure about it. Um, You know, Baker can step up, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, these guys on this team can step up this is the spot that you step up in. It just kind of, it seems like that should be the case.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know though, because, you know, we've we have had games where we've kind of been sucking the Buccaneers' dicks. Uh, and they've also had games where we've been like, how, you know, this team can't do anything. It, it, it's kind of weird. I, I don't know. It, it's almost as if like, if Tampa isn't getting the ball effectively to Chris Godwin or Mike Evans or if Rashad White has a bad game, no matter who they're playing, it, it's probably going to be pretty bad. Yeah. But they're playing the Panthers, and that, that it really doesn't matter how bad you play. As long as you're not the Panthers, you can beat the Panthers.
0: It's a good point.
1: <laughs> and have a horrible game.
0: Yeah. Or so, the, as um, long as you're not the Falcons or the Texans. You can beat the Panthers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I'm (laughs) definitely going Tampa in this one. I think it'll be like... I don't know. I don't think Tampa can run up the score on them, so I'm just going to go like 17-7.
0: Okay, I'm going to go Buccaneers 21-7. Pretty standard (laughs) one. Yeah, All right. well now we get into the 4 o'clock slate, which they overloaded with games. We've got, uh, I believe, six, seven games? Seven games in the 4 o'clock slate, uh, which I guess is what I've been asking for. I I asked for them to stop overloading the 1 o'clock, now they overload the 4 o'clock. But, we'll start off, Bears-Packers. So, the Bears have nothing that they have to play for, but... We remember last year, the Lions, in this exact same spot, got eliminated from the playoffs like a week or two prior. They came up against the Packers week 18, or maybe it was week 17, knocked them out of playoff contention by beating them. The Bears are in the exact same spot because Green Bay, to get into the playoffs, just has to win. That's all they have to do. They could also tie, have a Seattle loss, or tie, and a New Orleans loss or tie and get in. They could tie. Uh Tampa Bay could lose and Seattle could lose. They could get in. Green Bay could tie. Seattle ties. And Tampa Bay loses or ties. They'll get in. Or Minnesota loss or tie. Seattle loss. Tampa Bay loss. Um that's that's your options there. It's uh <clears throat> I want to say the Packers will win because I really like this offense. I really like what they showed last week against the Vikings. But Justin Fields on some other shit right now. He's trying <laughs> to keep his job. Matt Eberflus is trying to keep his job. I got a feeling the Bears are going to do this. I, I do
1: too. I mean, like look at them now. They're seven and nine, Grayson. That's that's insane. Yeah, from a Bears standpoint. Um, yeah, they not never to say should that, have been you know, seven They, they can't. They really should not have been seven and nine. Tyson Bayon got, got them like a just, win or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. And his dad. Yes. Because his dad. Why? Why was his dad more important than he was? Professional I, arm I, wrestler. I oh, I know. But world champion. Yeah, the, I don't know. The, the Bears have just been on fire. But yeah. I, you know, kind of like what you said, I, and I haven't really given them credit all year long. If Aaron Jones has a good game and Jordan Love doesn't turn the ball over, the Packers have a really, really dangerous offense at 8-8. Yeah. Really underrated. And, you know, I think the real question is if that offense shows up, can the Bears outscore them? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't either. Obviously, Jair Alexander will be back um, as long as he doesn't try to be a captain in this game. Um and, yeah, God forbid. <laughs> like Jordan Love has been fantastic this season. I definitely don't want to take that away from him. He'll most likely, uh, you know, as long as he passes for a hundred and fifty seven yards on Sunday. He'll surpass four thousand passing yards this season. He'll be yeah. thirty plus touchdowns and he's thrown eleven picks, which isn't great. Um better than the likes of Jalen Hurts. Um Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff. Better than them, uh, which is nice.
1: Any of the Steelers quarterbacks combined.
0: Uh Patrick <laughs> Mahomes has thrown more picks than Jordan Love. Wow. Yeah. Same amount as Brock. Jordan Love Hardy.
1: played the whole season, didn't he? Yep. That's that's, that's a rare guy too. Quarterback who played the whole time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nowadays, yeah. Um Oh man. Yeah, I I, I really I really think the Bears can do something here. That's that's as far as I'll go. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to project them to win, which I'm literally going to have to say in like a matter of minutes, but I I certainly think they can win.
1: Yeah, I just if the Packers have a game where they put up like 28 or, you know, like last week they put up 33, I don't know if Chicago is going to beat that.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair.
1: But I'm going to ride the hot hand and I'm actually still going to take Chicago. I think it'll be 28-24 Bears.
0: Okay. I'm checking the weather right now. <laughs> For that, <guy. laughs> that That's what that's, it's come to. That's what it's come down to. <laughs> um, no precipitation. But Ooh. it's going to be 26 degrees. They like it cold in Lambeau. Damn. I'm going to take the Packers at home. Bears are 2 and 6 on the road. That's what it came down to. I trust Jordan Love. I love Jaden Reed. I love this offense. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Packers. Packers 20. Packers 24. Bears twenty twenty. Bears twenty. Real indecisive on that one. So let's get into one that does <laughs> not matter at all. Broncos, Raiders. Doesn't matter. Nobody can get in. Um Jarrett Stidham back at the helm for the second week. God, this sucks. (laughs) Broncos Raiders sucks. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen here.
1: I I mean, this Russell Wilson shit is crazy. That's all I'm going to say.
0: It is insane. And Um,
1: I'm kind of more, I think, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I'm more on Russ's side. Same. But also, I, I Russ is totally the type of quarterback, though, to look at his agent and be like, I want you to basically put these stipulations in my contract to make it almost impossible for them to do anything negative yep. to me. Which, I mean, you know, obviously it's a contract. That's kind of what you yeah. want to do. But the thing is, to just, me, it's I like, like Broncos very good. the Broncos shouldn't have agreed.
0: The Broncos should not have no. agreed to those terms. Should not have. And then they agree to them and then try and go back on them and use it against him is even crazier. Yeah. It takes two idiots to sign a contract. Like, (laughs) that's the way I'm seeing this is, like, Russ and his team were probably dumb for putting that clause in or at least kind of crazy to be putting that clause in. And the Broncos were just dumb enough to sign it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fucked up things going on over there. And John Elway's the owner. Not that, anymore. That's a, a, I haven't really... Oh. Not anymore. Forget about
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> well, when Russ got there, he was... Or, like, they traded for Russ, and then the Waltons, the Walmart family, bought it.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's
0: right. So I guess the Walmart people suck. Um, but on the Raiders' <laughs> side, like, Aiden O'Connell... Sometimes he's really good. (laughs) That's the glowing review of Aiden O'Connell, is that sometimes he can do things really good, and sometimes he doesn't complete a pass after the first quarter and wins a football game. Um, Like last week, they played the Colts, and they lost by three. But Aiden O'Connell had a crazy day. 30 for 47, 299, two touchdowns, no picks. That's fantastic. Uh, pretty low yards per attempt, but still fantastic. If they just want to come out and do that again, they could do it. Because the Broncos' defense hasn't really shown me all that much in these last couple of games. Not really helping out the offense, despite last week uh, where the Chargers were helping out the Broncos' offense somehow. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know who's going to win this game. Vegas is favored by three, but... It's a toss-up in my eyes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think if if Zeus, uh, Mr. Zamir White can have a good game again, um, I love seeing him get yeah brushes. I think that's so cool. Uh, Devonte Adams coming off of a pretty big week last week as well. A
0: lot of targets.
1: I I don't know. I'm I think I'm gonna ride the 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 man out of Purdue, Mr. Aiden O'Connell, and I'm gonna go Raiders. 21, Cole or not Colts? sorry, that's who they played last week. Broncos, 14. Raiders, 21. Broncos, 14.
0: Well, I'm going to take the Jarrett Stidham revenge game over the Raiders, Uh and uh, I'm going to take the Broncos 20 20 to 17. There it is. That's how it's going to go. And our next game does kind of matter. Uh, Philly can still win the title for or the, uh, the NFC East title. They play the Giants. I don't see the Giants trying. They know for a fact they need their draft pick. Um, and Philly can clinch the title if they win uh, and Dallas loses or ties. And if Philly ties and Dallas loses, they can win the division. I feel like the Eagles need to just come out and win this game. But whole yeah. lot of news surrounding that team. So much going on. Oh, yeah. They're saying the locker room's falling apart. You got, like, A.J. Brown losing his fucking mind. Um, <laughs> Like, you got the offense <laughs> making their own play call that Sirianni didn't call on the final play last week. It was a mess. And I don't think you can just clean up a mess like that in a week. I don't even know if you can clean up a mess like that by the playoffs. That's my issue right now with Philly, is they are broken. Yeah, that's um, that's crazy news.
1: But yeah, A.J. AJ Brown, like you said, is starting to lose his fucking mind.
0: Yeah, and I don't blame him.
1: And I have no idea why. No, oh, it's, it's I, just I so
0: dysfunctional right now in Philly. Everything <laughs> changes every single week.
1: Yeah, but, I I mean, but A.J. Brown is a constant, I would say, in that offense.
0: Agreed. Agreed. But he's also a leader on the team, and when your whole defense is fucked, and you've got, like, decide, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and then you decide, you know what, Matt Patricia probably knows what he's doing. Bring him in. Now he's the full-time defensive play caller, and he still doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And the defense has sucked from the start of the year to the end of the year. And the offense is falling apart. Jalen Hurts is turning the ball over a shitload. And you just lost to the fucking Arizona Cardinals. Like, I I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, it it has been pretty bad um, in Philly. But, I mean, they've still been able to, you know, on wins. Keely yeah. Ringo is becoming more a part of that team, which I think is kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, and the the fact that they have Shaq Leonard now is a kind of unfair. He had a really, really good game against the Giants. Yeah. Maybe you don't give up on guys like that, Colts, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Then on the other side, like you said, the, the other team just needs their draft pick. I mean, yep. there's no reason that they should win.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I got a feeling Saquon's gone. After yeah. this, um, what a disappointing season for the Giants.
1: Yeah, Darren Waller too.
0: Yeah, it's like been first season with Darren Waller, and he essentially got the opportunity to do nothing. Like it was crazy.
1: Yeah, Jalen Hyatt, everybody high on him, yep. didn't really. Yeah, his out games in this team. It...
0: <laughs> that was about it.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, I remember they they added guys like Isaiah Simmons, Bobby yeah. Okereke. I mean, they they were really trying to make a push, and you know, here they sit five and eleven, and yeah. we're talking about them playing for draft picks. So yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go Philly, uh, twenty four ten, something like.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Philly, twenty to seventeen.
1: Oh, close one.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be a close one just because I think the Eagles are dysfunctional at the moment. Um, you definitely don't want to know what I think they're going to do in the playoffs.
1: <laughs> That's true. Um, do we just hop over to the other NFC beast game or you got another one in in mind first? Uh,
0: no, we'll we'll go to the other one first um, Seahawks Cardinals. Right. This one, like obviously the Seahawks should win. Um, they can still get into the playoffs. Seahawks can clinch playoff berth. Uh, if they win, and Green Bay loses or ties. If Seattle ties, Green Bay loses. And Tampa Bay loses or ties. And then if Seattle ties, Green Bay loss or New Orleans loss or tie, they can still get into the playoff. But another team that I just don't—I don't know what the hell's going on with the Seahawks. Like, nah. Last week was weird for sure. Um. Just a weird, weird game against the Steelers. Steelers played great. I'm not going to take that away from them. But, like, you had – DK had a That's great a game. game Seattle should have won. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <Yeah. laughs> but, like, uh, not a horrible game in the running game. Not great for sure. Like, Kenneth Walker only got 10 carries. They had 15 carries as a team. Geno had a good game. DK Metcalf had a good game. Tyler Lockett, non-existent, Jackson Smith and Jigba outside of his one touchdown reception, which was his one reception, non-existent. It just seems like there's not enough going on, which is crazy considering they have a pretty good quarterback, a great young running back, one of the best wide receivers in the league, I think that's safe to say, and Tyler Lockett, who is one of the best veteran Receivers you can get right now, and then a a great first round draft pick at wide receiver with Jackson Smith and Jigba. How is that not enough offense?
1: I know, and and I mean (laughs) even defensively as well. I mean they're they're great there too. I re-added Bobby Wagner. Um, they got Devin Bush from the Steelers, who was actually the tackle leader in this game. I I think he sucks. Um, he was talking a lot of shit in this game too. Yeah you know, leading up to the game, but I mean, like they went out you know, and they traded for Leonard
0: Williams. Like there's yeah. so many Tariq guys Wollin. on this team. Yeah. Tariq Woolen was yeah. so good last year. Um, you know, Quandre, Quandre Diggs, Diggs is solid. Great. Devin Witherspoon, a first round draft pick. Like so many people on this defense should be stepping up I, and they're just not.
1: Yeah. They also, I mean, adding Noah Fant, you know, that can't really go yeah. unnoticed either. I, they they were a team that got better, but their record did not get better. Exactly. I, I don't know obviously, really what, what happened What with obviously Seattle.
0: killed them was you lose against the Rams, and then you have to play the 49ers, which you were just destined to lose. Then you lose to the Cowboys, and then you have to play the 49ers again. That yeah. four-game stretch <laughs> killed them. And they tried to bring it back. They beat the Eagles. Then they beat the Titans. And then you lose to the Steelers. Now you come up into this game, and, yeah, you can definitely win this game. It doesn't put you in. So I think the Seahawks are going to come out. They're going to play really well. The Cardinals know they should lose. um, And the Seahawks have something to play for for them to lose. Whereas in some other situations where a team needs to lose, maybe the other team probably should too. The Seahawks should just go out here, play their best game, Win the game. Let everybody else's fate decide how their fate goes. I'm going to take, yep. um, go uh, take the Seahawks. I'm going to
1: go 27-20. I'm going to take the Seahawks 31-10. to I think this is a game where they're really just going to blow them out of the water.
0: Okay. Well, let's get into our next yeah. game, an AFC West matchup. Chiefs-Chargers. Not much playoff implications here. The Chiefs clinch the division. The Chargers suck. Um. Yeah, the Chiefs are sitting, I think, Pat Ooh. and Travis Kelsey. Um, Chargers, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. I think the Chiefs are locked in uh, at their spot. I believe they're That's funny. the third seed, locked in at the third seed. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a weird season for both of these teams. Like, the Chiefs start off 6-1, yeah, and, and now they're 10-6. <laughs> and six. And then the Chargers start off shit and end the season right about the same place. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is just a fucking weird, weird year for both of these teams. I- <laughs> yeah, Alex Erickson
1: was the leading receiver on the Chargers last week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, me and Colin talked about that in the recap, and, like, I was like, asking him questions about who Alex Erickson was and he was having to try and answer them and like he still wasn't sure <laughs> while actively reading his bio on ESPN.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> that guy that says is a lot.
0: Nobody. Um look like the Chiefs obviously don't care to win this game. The Chargers shouldn't either. Um you know Easton Easton Pick is going to mm. be starting. Um I'm trying to get that going. I like that name. Um, Eastern pick. Yeah. And like the Chargers don't have much firepower in this lineup right now either. A bunch of guys hurt for them.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, Chargers are just another team that we can go on and on about how they, you know, on paper look really good, especially defensively. Defensively, they have yeah. just stars everywhere, but. Yeah, I mean, Eckler doesn't really care to be on the team anymore. That's definitely apparent. Um, You know, your star quarterback went down. Uh, Keenan Allen's getting old. Your first-round draft pick sucks. And uh, that leaves you with Alex Erickson to take the helm and get you the win against the Chiefs in a meaningless game. Yeah. Which is not going to
0: happen. I I think the Chiefs could still win. Yeah, the Chiefs might still win. I think it's that bad. Who's the backup for the Chiefs now? (laughs) It's not Chad Henne anymore. I know he retired. Um Blaine no, Gabbert. At...
1: Hey.
0: Fuck yeah. Get to see the Blaine train, the pride of Missouri. The
1: Blaine train. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert can beat the Chargers.
0: Yeah, especially if you go look at his fucking haircut in that ESPN profile picture. Woo. <laughs> Shit is fucking sick. He looks like a What does he look like? Dirt bag. It's awesome. He looks like a hockey player. Oh,
1: my God. And he looks like he's from my hometown.
0: Yeah. Enlighten yourselves and go look at that, guys. That's a, that's a sight to see right there. <clears throat> Blaine Gabbert.
1: Dang, 10th pick in the draft?
0: Oh, yeah. He was hyped. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big oh, wow. hype behind Blaine Gabbert.
1: Oh, they drafted him to replace, um, oh, my God, Gerard? Was that the quarterback before Gabbert? I think so. In Jacksonville?
0: think so and then they just Damn. and then they drafted Blake Bortles after Blaine Gabbert like only yeah, a couple years after. <laughs> it didn't take long <laughs>
1: no <laughs> not at all
0: yeah so yeah Blaine Gabbert's going to win this game Easton sticks sucks
1: yeah i'm going to take the chiefs um they still have weapons so i'm going to i'm going to give them 21 still uh 21 17
0: chiefs uh i'm going to go real low um I'm going to go Chiefs 14, Chargers 3. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Chargers suck. Uh, All right. Back out to the NFC West. The Rams versus the 49ers. Um, I believe both these teams are already in. Um, I think the Rams could change up their seating with a win. Uh, I don't know what the 49ers are doing. They're obviously clinched all the way at the top. So I would assume we're going to see a bunch of nobodies out there. Um, I got a feeling it's going to be like Sam Darnold giving the ball to Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason. Um, They're the ball to Juwan Jennings and Ronnie Bell. That's that's the 49ers we're going to get. And they might beat the Rams. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they could. They could. The Rams, at least one player on that team has something to to play for. Uh, that's Puka Nakua. He needs 27 28 yards to break the uh the rookie receiving yards record uh for the most in a rookie year. He's had one hell of a year. 101 receptions, 1445 yards and five touchdowns. And he's not going to be the rookie of the year. Wait.
1: Rookie receiving yards just in general, like in NFL history?
0: Yeah, in a season, yeah. In a Damn. rookie year. Who
1: could nakua?
0: Started off pretty hot. So I'm not surprised.
1: He did. I mean that was pretty ridiculous. So he's gonna he has way more than Jordan Addison is what that means. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I I don't know, I just felt like Addison was a little bit more consistent, but maybe that's not even that right.
0: Yeah, not really, because the first couple of weeks he did nothing. Yeah. See Jordan Addison oh, it just pulled up the most random Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison does not have a thousand yards. (laughs) Does he have more touchdowns than Puka? I think so. Yeah, Puka does not really ever score touchdowns. Uh, But, you know, a couple of catches, maybe one catch uh, on Sunday could get Puka that record. So he'll be playing for that. San Fran still opening up as a favorite. um, For a four point favorite, even though. We're not going to see Stafford, most likely, unless Stafford might play until Puka gets the record, and then they'll both leave the game. Uh, That could definitely happen. I could certainly see that. Um, We could see Carson Wentz this week. That would be interesting (laughs) for sure. Last thing I is... ever expected to see in in twenty twenty three, I guess now twenty twenty four is Carson Wentz taking the field, especially in a Rams jersey.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be bizarre. Kind of hope it happens though.
0: I do too. I wouldn't hate it.
1: Um. Well, listen, I'm 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 getting a score prediction here. I'm probably still gonna take the forty ers over yeah. uh over the Rams because, I mean, if I'm the Rams personally, I would play for seating. I think seeding is kind of everything once it comes to playoff time. So yeah. I, I would still play all the starters the full time. But if that's not the case, still gonna take the Niners uh, twenty to ten for the Niners. All
0: right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take the Rams. Fuck it, um, I'm gonna take the Rams twenty four to twenty one. I just don't think the 49ers are really going to go out there and try.
1: Yeah, I mean, probably not.
0: Yeah. All right, our second-to-last game of the week, Cowboys-Commanders. Cowboys, 13-point favorite over the Commanders, but they do have their struggles on the road. Uh, Dallas just needs the win to clinch the division, and uh, they could also tie. Uh, and Philly ties and they'd get the division or Philly loses and the Cowboys get the division. So Cowboys should just go out, um, you know, create their own destiny here and win this game. I definitely think they will with how bad the commanders have struggled uh, in these recent weeks. I want to ask you a little bit about Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Okay, with this, they, they bench Howell last week. Jacoby gets hurt. Howell comes back in. I think the organization is starting to turn on Sam Howell. Do you think that's the right reaction? Uh,
1: no. No, I don't. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, we've talked about games like it's crazy that the commanders are all the way back to 4 and 12 because, I mean, there were games where I was really, really high on him and I kind of felt like you were too. Where we were seeing an offense from the commanders when it was working that we have never seen before, yeah. and you know I, I I think that there's a lot of factors that affect how Sam Howell is like i I personally I like Ron Rivera as a head coach. Can he really get it done anymore? Probably not. um they they have other weapons on this team i I would rock with Sam Howell we We saw a lot of good things out of Sam Howell,
0: yeah, and he I also
1: think- was getting hit all the time. no offensive line.
0: Yeah, that's true, for sure. Uh, My biggest thing against Sam Howell is, like, you look at the wins, four wins this season for Sam. They come against the Cardinals, the Broncos, who the next week gave up 70 points, Um, the Falcons, which (laughs) don't want to get into that, and then the Patriots, and then uh, they lost seven straight. I think it was a deserving bench. Do I think he's just not the guy? Like, simple simple as that? No. I think he's definitely got upside. This is his first year starting, his second year in the NFL. Like, the guy needs time. I think everybody kind of yeah. knew that coming into it with Sam Howell, was that he needs time. He's going to have to go through some tough times, but, like, I'm already seeing mock drafts, and they're like, yeah, the Commanders are drafting Drake May. Mm. Which, that would be so dirty. Replace UNC's last quarterback with their new quarterback. <laughs> insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but
1: it could happen.
0: I don't think it should. It could happen. Um, but this week, I think we'll see Sam Howell. And, of course, we'll see the starters for the Cowboys because they need to win the game. So, man, uh, I'm going to go – a pretty big score here for the Cowboys. Um, I'm going to go Cowboys 35, Commanders 14.
1: Yeah. Got um, it. It's just such a cowboy thing to do to lose to the Bills That's and the true. Dolphins while the Eagles are also losing. I mean, like you, you were handed the division basically (laughs) like, and just still wouldn't take it. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. In that case, maybe this game gets funky for Dallas, but also (laughs) at the same time, (laughs)
0: Dallas and Philly both lose and Dallas still wins the division. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think, um, (laughs) I, I, I'm obviously going to go with Dallas. I think that's the right pick here. Um, I'm gonna go twenty eight to ten, Dallas.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it would be um it'll be interesting game. But I okay, look, I don't want to count my eggs before they hatch. You made fun of me for picking the Cowboys to win this division. So fuck you. <laughs> I just I have to get that out. I, I think once the season is like well over, um, I'd like to go through uh each of our predictions and um you know we'll we'll come to come to the show and go through our best and worst uh predictions.
1: <laughs> I, I already can think of some really bad ones, yeah, that I made that'll be a fun time
0: <laughs> for sure
1: uh, a freezing cold take, you yeah. might say,
0: hey, we were high on the Texans, yeah. So that's that's a good start. That is true. Uh, but
1: I was high on Daniel Jones, too, and the Giants. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's go on to the final game of Week 18, the final game of the 2023-2024 regular season, and it's a doozy. Sunday Night Football, Bills, Dolphins for the division. Buffalo wins, they win the division. Miami wins, they win the division. Or if Miami and Buffalo tie – which, once again, has not happened once this season. No ties this year, which is kind of crazy considering, I think, last year we got two week one. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) Buffalo can clinch a playoff berth uh, if they tie and if Pittsburgh loses or ties, uh, if Jacksonville loses or ties, or if Houston and Indy tie. A lot of ways the guys can get in. The best way would be to win and win your division, get the two seed in the playoffs, which would be crazy. Um, and then uh, you know, move on. Right now, Buffalo opening up a three point favorite. Uh Tyreek Hill's house caught on fire this week. Uh, it was because of a child playing with a lighter. Uh, that's not good. Ooh, um pulled yeah, him out of practice that. on Wednesday. Uh luckily everybody's okay. Uh there's a big hole in Tyreek Hill's roof. I uh, saw the pictures. So that's pretty scary. He got pulled out of practice because his house was on fire. That's certainly got yeah. to spook you a little bit, but he's going to play this week um, for sure. Man, this is tough. Uh, the Dolphins are so hard to get a read on because, like, very good at home. They, you know, they, they quote unquote broke with the trend of not beating above 500 teams. Then Again, the Cowboys are just abysmal on the road. Um, yeah, yeah, so <clears throat> man, I don't know. I, I like the Bills personally, but I think the Dolphins are certainly gonna like be cl- it's gonna be a close game for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, um. But I I also could see the Bills running away with it, though. Um, I I do not like Miami against really hot, decent teams. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's just no reason to pick them. And, I mean, you were right all season long. They, you know, have beat the brakes off of teams that are bad, and they've lost to really good teams. It just so happened that they played more bad teams than they played good teams, which, you know, sits them at 11-5. and But – I don't know. I, I just I think it's, it really is just written in the stars, in my opinion, that the Bills are going to win this game. I do not think Miami's going to win, but I hope it's the other way around for the Steelers' hopes, yeah. of course.
0: Like, look, the Dolphins are going to play good offense for sure. They've put up 30 plus seven times. They lead the NFL in passing yards and points for this season. They're obviously going to play, and they're fifth in rushing yards. Like, this is an offense driven team. The losses yep. on their defense have been the worst possible, honestly. Like outside of Jalen Ramsey, you lose um you lose Jalen Phillips a couple weeks ago, Achilles. You lose Bradley Chubb last week, ACL. Those that are was bad. those are bad losses to that defense. Those are integral pieces of this team that are now out. They're not only gonna miss this game, they're gonna miss the playoffs. I just think that that gives the Bills the ability to just kind of do what they'd like here. Um, and they like to give the ball to James Cook and they like to throw the deep ball. The deep ball, probably not going to work. Stefan Diggs sucks. Jalen Ramsey's going to be guarding him. Deep ball is not going to work. James Cook's going to run this ball. It's going to be a little bit lower scoring than maybe most would anticipate in my mind, uh, because of that. But I think the Bills get the win. They control the clock and, uh, the Bills win 24-20.
1: I'm going go to go 26-24. to Okay. Buffalo. Wow.
0: So are you saying like a missed extra point to get to 26? Uh-huh. Are you saying like three field goals? Yeah. Okay. Or no, four field goals. That'd be two touchdowns, four field goals. Yes. Okay. Hey, I like that. I'm, I'm down for some field yep. goals. All right, that's that's week eighteen. <laughs> um, there's not really honestly a lot of
1: really you. really really bad matchups.
0: Yeah, a lot of <laughs> shitty matchups for week eighteen. Yeah, but
1: uh-huh. then
0: again, like it's always like that. Like there's always it's like this team's playing for something. This team's not. Neither of these teams are playing for something, or both of these teams already got into the playoffs. Like that's gonna happen. Just about every matchup. Like you're not you're not gonna be so lucky to get you know a Texans Colts for every single matchup here. Or, yeah, or a I think Saints.
1: With um, they they should just rework the whole schedule for the NFC South. So the Panthers don't play. We're just gonna cut their season short. Okay, no more game week eighteen for the Panthers.
0: Man, their buy is week eighteen. The,
1: yeah, which would mean that the the Buccaneers are left out. So the Saints and the Falcons are gonna play, and then the Buccaneers will just play the team right after.
0: I like that. Yeah, like a game yeah. one sixty
1: three. Yes.
0: <clears throat> exactly am game, I'm down, yeah, fuck tie breaks, teams have to play for yeah. their seating <laughs> I like that i I like that a lot actually, uh, but what I like even more than that is that it's time to talk about catchers. so our top five Ooh. lists continue. it is time for our top five catchers of twenty twenty three and Let's Look, do it. I know baseball is kind of a dead topic right now. No, it's but not. But obviously things have happened. Like me and Colin talked about the Chris Sale trade. All sorts of stuff is going down. But it all heats up in about a month. Month, couple of weeks. Spring training starts going into full effect. It's going to be one hell of a time. So for now, we're going to talk about last year. And uh, it's just going to set us up for next year and next year is going to be real exciting. So, who's going first at number 5? Also, must plus play uh, 60 games uh was the rule. 60 games a catcher just because some guys, you know, platoon. So we we lowered the the scale.
1: Yeah. Like I I took Isaiah Kiner-Falefa at number 5. I'm just kidding. Didn't take IKF. Uh Jonah Heim. Uh <laughs> I went with Jonah Heim. I like number it. 5. Uh Obviously catcher for the Rangers um didn't have the best second half of the season but look still a gold glover still an all-star still had all catchers with 95 RBI which I feel like yeah. with for catchers that's a that's a pretty decent amount of offensive production um yeah and I mean he was just solid his first half of the year was insane ridiculous even offensively as well um so yeah I went with Jonah Heim number 5
0: okay yeah, I went with Will Smith of the Los Angeles Dodgers at number five. Um, for me, he's always been just a model of consistency for a catcher. So he's gonna be, you know, a perennial top five guy. I just never really see him as like top one, top two kind of guy at catching. Like yeah. he doesn't play the best defense. He, you know, out of the five guys on my list, he's second worst at defense. And out of the guys on my list, he's third in offense. Like that's that's just how it goes for Will Smith. He he's going to be one of the best at both. He's never the best at either. I think that hurts him in my mind, but he still had a great year nonetheless. 261 batting average, 359 on base, 438 slugging, um you know, WAR of 4.4 right there middle of the pack of my list, of course. Um didn't hit for the numbers that I anticipated this year. Um Really, just didn't play as many games as I anticipated. 126 for him seems kind of low. I think he got injured at a a certain point in the season, but I'd love to see a hell of a lot more RBIs and a hell of a lot more home runs from him. 19 home runs just does not seem like enough for him. So it was definitely a down year, uh, at least power and numbers-wise, but overall, still the model of consistency, so that's why I came in at 5.
1: Yeah, um Will Smith is actually um never mind, he is not my number four. Cause I wrote my list weird. My number four is actually gonna be Mr. Sean Murphy. Um I mean, you know, 21 home runs for a catcher is very, very decent. 3.9 war, um, OPS plus of I think 122 is yeah. what I have written down. Um had a lot of extra base hits as well with 42. Um I mean, what is there more to say? Sean Murphy was just really, really, really good for this Atlanta team. His first, was it his first season in Atlanta? That's right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like, you know, if you're a really good player for one team, you know, it may not always work out moving across the other side of the entire country, but he, you know, moved to a way better team. He was able to keep it up and maybe even improve on some things. So Sean Murphy, it was my number four.
0: Yeah. Sean would have definitely come in higher for me. He also came in at four. Um, but a couple of things kind of held him back. First of all, the offense dropped off so bad after that All-Star game. He made the All-Star game, was the for-sure guy. He was an MVP candidate in the first half of the season, and then it just fell off a cliff. And the strikeouts were the worst part of it. A 22.4% strikeout percentage. He's one of two guys on my list with a 20-plus strikeout percentage. He's the highest of the list. He's fourth in Fangraph's offensive rating. But the guy plays some stellar defense. That's what holds him up for me um, was the defense. And, of course, he played the least amount of games. He got injured for a short stint, uh, and I think, in August. Uh, And into September, but also you're splitting time at the catcher position with uh, with Travis Darno, and um, that kind of hurts him as well. But overall, I think he had a great year. I'm super excited for what is in store for Sean Murphy for the years to come because he's a young player. Um, You know, he only came up within the last couple of years, and he's been great. He's always had the defense, and it was certainly there this year. Um, Just gotta. Continue consistency throughout a full season for Sean Murphy's offense. And uh, he could probably see himself at, you know, one or two next year.
1: Yeah, no, I like that. Um, My number three was Will Smith, but I I don't know, kind of hearing you talk and looking closer at my notes, I probably could have swapped Will Smith and Sean Murphy, but I didn't. So Will Smith is my number three. Uh, Actually his first all-star selection was this year, which is kind of crazy. can't really believe that he i mean like you said he's been consistent pretty much his whole career he's only been uh in the league for what like five years he's 28 years old um but i mean yeah i I don't have much for will smith um except he had a 4.1 war which finished i think second out of all the catchers on my list he had a higher war than sean murphy um and the same amount of extra base hits but yeah i mean kind of like echoing what you said he just will smith can do it all he is you know Average and consistent offensively, yep. and average and consistently defensively. He's just a solid catcher, who unfortunately plays on the wrong
0: team. Correct. <laughs> I definitely agree with that, dude. A-
1: after, after Yamamoto, I'm, I'm just, I might give up. I may. What do you mean, dude? You have Carlos <laughs> Rodon. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> you keep forgetting.
1: <laughs> I have kept forgetting about yeah. Carlos Rodon.
0: It's probably a good idea, uh, but he's my... really good.
1: He might be better in the minor leagues.
0: He might be, he might be. Better hope he's not on those flight logs with how good he is at the minors. That was a bad joke. That was a really bad joke. I apologize to everybody. Chris
1: Redon and Stephen Hawking on Epstein Island.
0: Yeah, we're not getting into the flight logs. That's for sure. No, um, no. But let's get into the next person on my list, which is Jonah Heim, the number three. My three Eight. my top 3 are such they're such young catchers. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but we have like a new age of catching talent in the MLB right it now really and is. Jonah Heim is the leader defensively. His defense is second to none. He was the best defensive catcher in the MLB this season. Obviously, he could have been higher, but the offense really pulled him back. Doesn't really walk is the problem for Jonah Heim in my eyes. But on a team like he played on, he just won a World Series. Maybe he doesn't have to get on base all that much when you've got Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager and Adolis Garcia and Josh Young. Literally, I'm just listing off guys that we've either already talked about in this series of top five players or we're going to talk about in the future. When those guys are on your team, maybe you don't have to play the best offense. But as a young guy, I think it's his second year in the league, 131 games played is amazing as a catcher being young to play that many games in a season. He hit 18 homers, had 95 RBIs, which is absurd like you talked about. Um, just under a 20 strikeout percentage is fantastic, once again, for a young catcher. Uh, and batting two hundred fifty eight, nothing to scoff at at all. Uh, it's really just the on-base for me and the run production for me that kind of knocks him down a peg from being one of the best, but I think he is by far the best defensive catcher this past season. So he comes in at three because my other two guys just kind of balanced it a little better.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, the funny thing about Jonah Heim here though is 2.9 war. He is like by far the lowest on my top five. Yeah. So as far as war goes,
0: that's, that's baseball reference war, which doesn't factor in defense. For catchers, oh yeah, yeah. That baseball would reference make sense doesn't there have,
1: Jonah especially <laughs> yeah. Baseball
0: reference doesn't have catching statistics, and so they don't factor them into WAR. Um, whereas for FanGraphs, they have an adjusted WAR for catchers. Um, so Jonah Heim, still the lowest on my list because of how low his offensive, uh, like, um, you know, contributions were. But a four point one FanGraphs WAR is great. Um, it's just like when you look at so they have a stat literally called offense and a stat called defense his offense rating a 2.4 um and his defense rating a 22 so that kind of gives you a, a sense of where he's at um on both sides of the ball but yeah uh who's your number 2
1: my number 2 i went with uh william contreras i have the same feeling that you also have him as well um Which is crazy because he was also a part of the Milwaukee Brewers trade that ended up, you know, Sean Murphy to Atlanta. And then, yeah, basically, it blows my NFL mind away, the, you know, (laughs) three-team trades. But, yeah, and and like you said, another young guy, 25 years old. um, Wilson Contreras was a Gold Glove finalist. He ranked fourth in overall defensive value. Um, Yeah, it's just – it is actually kind of crazy, the youth of – and the youth and talent, you know, blend and catcher is, is yeah. just, uh, it's ridiculous. And it's so much fun. Uh, one twenty-six OPS plus. Um, yeah, he was solid 3.7 war and honestly, like really similar stats to Jonah Heim offensively. It just William Contreras was able to do it consistently throughout a season. Jonah Heim pretty much did all of his in the first like 70 games of the season. So.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually don't have William at 2. I have Adley Rushman at 2. Oh. Yeah. Uh, look, I just, the thing to me <laughs> is they, they contributed pretty similarly offensively, um, but Adley's contributions were more important, I'd say, just because of the team he was playing on. Um, he got way more of the shine because of the team he was playing on. He simply didn't play as good of defense as William Contreras, and catcher is the position where, ten times out of ten, if you play almost as good of offense, but you play better defense, you're the better player, uh, in my eyes. Yeah, like catcher, is catcher is the position to be a defensive specialist. Like if we were making this list in 2018, Yadier Molina would still be making the list, despite he probably hit about two ten. Yadier Molina would still make the list. Yeah. Like, this is – like, that's why Jonah Heim's here over guys like JT Romuto, who had a stinker. Like, a lot of catchers yeah. could have made this list. Jonah Heim made it over them because of defense. William Contreras that is ahead is of Adley Rutschman because of defense on my list. Not to take away from Adley at all. 13.4% walk percentage for a catcher is utterly ridiculous. He had a 3.74 on-base percentage. If you're a catcher and you're approaching a 400 on-base percentage, nobody can stop you offensively. Like, that is ridiculous offensive production out of a catcher. And to go and play pretty good defense, the worst of my five, uh, according to Fangraph's defensive statistic, but still be one of the best offensive catchers. He was the best on my list. Um he had to come in at, you know, one or two. I prioritized the big gap in defense between him and William. Um, and that, that put him at two for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, I I took Adley Rutschman at one just because I, I thought the offense was just so... I, I don't know. I thought the offense was just that crazy. And, and with him, you know, being a young guy with all the hype around him and not wavering at all, I... I I took Adley. Um he 52 extra base hits is just ridiculous. Like why are you able to get around bases that fast? Yeah. You're only a catcher. Um 4.3 WAR, he was the highest on this list. Um 128 OPS plus. I mean, he just it did everything. Played 154 games. I mean, what what's that? He only missed 5?
0: No. Uh, 7. 7. 6. No. Eight. Seven. Eight. seven. Eight. Eight. They play 162.
1: Second and short does math. Yes. yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. You just only kept, 12th you kept in saying numbers and it was throwing voting. me
0: off. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. That was that was my fault. Um, only 12th in AL MVP voting though, which yeah. I thought was kind of crazy. Like his team was even, you know, they made it to the playoffs and everything. But yeah, yeah Adley was just unbelievable. He was my number one.
0: Okay. Yeah. For me, William got number one. Like I already kind of said, because of how good his defense was, especially like, look, I've watched William Contreras play his entire career uh, at this point. Um, you know, his first couple of years with the Braves was not a defensive catcher at all. Bad pop time, really bad at framing. This season, he was easily one of the best defensive catchers by every single metric. One of the best framers, one of the best blockers, one of the best pop times. He was actually ridiculous, and Fangraphs, uh, the F WAR, he had the highest WAR of any catcher at four point or five point four. Uh, Adley came in at a five point one. And William Contreras, when you look at his numbers and you stack them up against Adley, if you look at the counting numbers, uh, Adley played thirteen more games and had three more home runs. William had two more runs scored. Adley had two more RBIs. William, five more stolen bases, which I don't really care about the stolen bases. Uh, But uh, when you come down to the percentages, walk percentage at 10.3, still amazing for a catcher. The strikeout percentage at 20.6 is not great, but he was still getting on base second best of my list, only behind Adley a 367 on base percentage but a 389 batting average a 3 fi- or sorry a 457 slugging which is fantastic and uh a wrc plus of 124 was amazing but the big number for me 17.9 uh defense uh which is fielding and positional adjustment combined above average i know nobody knows what i just said i barely know what that means but William Contreras did a fantastic job this season, and the turnaround that I've seen in his defense since he got to Milwaukee is nothing short of amazing. Um, So, yeah, uh, another guy out of the Milwaukee Brewers catching factory is William Contreras.
1: All right. Um, and do we want to recap our, our list and maybe give some honorable mentions? I We used to do that for the NFL top tens. I think yeah, we'd I know. Go through and say our. Yeah, we'll, top we'll talk some again. honorable mentions.
0: Obviously, JT Romuto is an honorable mention. Uh, he just simply was I'm seeing this of the best. Cal Riley. Yes, Cal Riley was lot, on awesome. all my list. Uh, yeah, Cal like, Riley was awesome. He hit
1: 30 home runs. Power hitter for um, sure. Yeah, he was hitting fourth or fifth, which is crazy in yeah. Seattle Mariners' lineup as a catcher. Yeah. Uh, He uh, ranked second in the majors with just almost like a hundred less innings than JT Real Muto, but Real Muto had by far the
0: first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Ryan Jeffers of the Twins was very good this season. Got to give him his flowers. Um, Williams' brother, Wilson Contreras, wasn't bad. Uh, Definitely not his best season, for sure. Uh, In in past years, he would have made this list. Um, it's not, not quite what I was looking for this season from him. Did you say, uh, Gabriel Moreno? I did not, but that is a good poll, yeah. Yeah,
1: Gabriel Moreno was a good one.
0: I'm trying to think of... Uh, Moreno's Moreno
1: is only 23, too. Yeah, he is very Jesus. I'm
0: trying to think of anybody else. I don't, I don't think I can think of any other catchers that really stood out to me this season. Um... Yeah, I don't I don't really have one on the top of my mind. Mm-mm. And shout out. Gary Brian Sanchez. McCann. <laughs> we both <laughs> just <picked it. laughs> My guy might have retired like five years ago, but shout out <laughs> Brian McCann.
1: Oh man. <laughs> that was funny.
0: All right. Uh are we going left field next?
1: Uh yeah, we can we can go left field.
0: Okay, left field it is next week. Left fielders. It's going to be so hard to do like the research for it cuz like what I've been doing is like I go to the all MLB candidates and then I just kind of narrow it down from there of like who I like, who I don't, maybe look at a couple other guys. Yeah. But for the all MLB team, they just did outfield. So Ooh. yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. Uh <laughs> um, That is a problem. It'll be fine. Honestly, Actually, we could, we could just do a list of top 10 outfielders next week. I don't know. I,
1: I, I like breaking it down because then okay. we get to talk about more guys that probably yeah. wouldn't get talked
0: about I'm otherwise. Down I'm down for it. All right. Then we'll do left fielders next week. Um, all yes. right.
1: Heard it here first. Left field.
0: It is time for some transfer news. Very good timing I'm excited here. about this. About an hour and a half into the show. It's time for some soccer. Um. Look, I have not really been in the loop for transfer news throughout the season, and, like, all the games have been played. Now uh, I've done some research. It's been about an hour or two going through everything uh, today. So I feel well, well well-informed. So we'll start with this. Hugo Lloris is going to LAFC. What a fall from grace for Hugo. Like, he was Spurs' keeper for Almost, probably just about as long as I've been watching soccer. He was the keeper for Spurs. Yeah. And he just fell off of a cliff. And I I think a lot of it is to do with age, for sure. Um, But this was a surprising move to me. I thought he still had some, uh, at least enough to be staying in Europe. Yeah, I mean, you know, you talked about
1: Spurs, too. He's also a World Cup winner. Yeah. Yeah. France as well. Um yeah, definitely one of the better goalies of our lifetime. I, I would even go like and you definitely were a part of like the this kind of like FIFA era era yeah, too, but definitely. like most people I would say would say like Ederson, Allison, Terstegen, Neuer, Loris might be better than all of those guys I just mentioned. I don't know about Neuer. Maybe not Neuer. That that was definitely a stretch, but The other guys probably, as far as accolades, because like for
0: me, like I started watching soccer when I started playing FIFA, which was like FIFA 14. Yeah. So like, I definitely I got some respect for, for um you know Iker Casillas, being one of those guys. Oh for sure. Hugo Lloris, Manuel Neuer, David de Gea certainly gets my respect. Uh, but yeah. when you look at like the new age guys, for sure, Lloris gets looked over. When you're talking about I, like Ter Stegen's been around for quite a while, but he really burst onto the scene in like 2018, because uh, Claudio Bravo kind of held down that keeper spot for Barcelona as well as Victor Valdez. Yeah. Um sure And out. I think when you're looking at the new age guys, of course, Allison comes up in the conversation. Ederson comes up in the conversation. Uh, even like a Jan Oblak. Comes up in the conversation. He's been outstanding oh, for, sure. for Atletico Madrid. Uh, you know, Donnarumma comes up, which I think Donnarumma's a little bit of a bust.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, probably.
0: I I think
1: probably a little bit of one. Saying
0: that he was going to be the next John Luigi Buffon was absurd.
1: Yeah. Well, he didn't hurt it. You know, help himself by leaving Syria. Yeah,
0: either. and going d- to PSG of all places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot
1: a team that does not know how to take care of their players yeah. Yeah. but um yeah Hugo Lloris to LAFC i think it's it's overall a great really great move for LAFC i mean yeah. they're already one of the top teams in the MLS they just seem to keep adding talent to the you know to themselves so um it it'll be good for the league too i think yeah
0: i agree it's nice to have yep. good players coming in uh but our next thing Bayern Munich once again they're right back at it soon as January transfer window opens, they're right back at who they were uh, looking at right before the transfer window closed in the summer, which is Fulham defensive mid Yao Polina. And they said they're not going to spend more than $60 million on him, though. Mm. Yao Polina is fantastic. Very good defensive yeah. midfielder, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if $60 million is the right price. It might. they you think they less might, or more? They might have to go higher. Oh gosh. I Ooh. once again. I don't know. But I feel like they should have to go higher. Yeah, don't they also want Calvin Phillips too? I think I've, I've heard, heard his about, name. I've with heard Byron. Of, Yeah, I've heard about him with Bayern. I think Bayern's just in the market for a defensive midfielder. Obviously, they gave up Ryan Gravenberch to Liverpool, so that obviously was the reason for looking for guys, but I don't think Calvin Phillips is the guy there. No, I don't think so I've been so hearing either, a lot about I, him I making like... a move within uh, England. Yeah. I've I, heard that as I well. I don't hate Yao going to Bayern. I think it would be a good fit. Um, super physical, you know, strong defensive midfielder, but maybe not your traditional Premier League defensive midfielder. Uh, when you look at like the guys that dominate it right now, being like Rodri, um, Casemiro, Like, the top-level defensive midfielders in the Prem probably don't quite play it like Yao Polina does.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be a good move. I like it. Yeah.
0: He has a long-ass name. I just looked at it.
1: (laughs) His full name?
0: Yeah, Yao, Maria, Lobo, Alves, Polaris, Costa, Polina, Gonzalez. Damn. Long-ass name. Don't blame him for going by Yao Polina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, our next thing um, is that I, I was... Originally, this said that PSG's top target in January is Bruno Gimarush. Now, I'm seeing things I told Luke before the, the podcast about this. I'm seeing some conflicting reports. Now, I'm seeing they're not targeting him this January, which doesn't cancel out the idea of them targeting him in the summer. All I know is that I do not want... Bruno Guimaraes, to leave Newcastle in, ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. That's the guy, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I love him. Do you have his jersey? I ordered one, and then uh never showed up, and then I just randomly had a refund on my bank account.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: So. I don't um, know. That doesn't sound good for him staying then. Well, it was from some, like, random place, because Newcastle always sold out of jerseys. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know why that's such a big issue, because I've looked at, like, act, like I go to the actual team's shop, and they're always sold out online. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah,
1: sorry, I just read something. What does what a windfall mean? What do you mean? I'm reading here, Newcastle set for windfall if Arsenal sign Yvonne Tony. What does that mean, though?
0: Uh, I would assume that that means we would drop quickly.
1: Oh, no, it's a windfall profit.
0: What does that mean?
1: A windfall gain is an unusually high or abundant income that is sudden and or unexpected.
0: Oh, because what I'm saying is... Uh, windfall being um, an apple or another fruit blown down by a tree or blown down from a tree by the wind, meaning a windfall would quickly make them fall out of nowhere.
1: (laughs) That's weird, but I I don't know. Sky Sports is saying that Newcastle and Peterborough are set for huge windfalls if Arsenal sign Yvonne Tony.
0: Don't know what that means whatever <laughs> yeah i don't um uh, looks like, like are, uh, is that really gonna affect it like why does it matter are we i, 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 have I haven't no seen idea. a single thing about us being interested in even tony
1: unless y'all somehow w- would get a profit off of him being sold to i don't think so somewhere i, I, don't, I don't get it either um no clue yeah, no, and I'm also reading Gimreis to Barcelona. Fantastic. As well.
0: That's the last thing I need to fucking hear right now. They got yeah. Gundogan. They're fine. They don't need any more midfielders from the Prem.
1: No, they do not.
0: They need a striker because Lewandowski is old.
1: Yeah, Lewandowski is honestly not really
0: producing no, anymore. He it's he's not. Um, uh, back to what we were talking about. It looks like I'm going to go ahead and just believe that they're not going after him this January. Um, just for my sake. <laughs> I think it would be a fantastic yeah. move because I think Bruno's a a fantastic like a budding i I'd say budding world class. He's getting close to being like a world no, class. No, I would give him world maker. class.
1: Okay, cool. I would give it to him. I like it. Yeah, him. no, I, I think he's definitely there. Um it's just he he plays for a kind of like a new the Newcastle aren't a An new emerging. Team, but club. I think the only reason Yes, yeah. an emerging club. That's why he's not considered world-class, but I think he's definitely a world-class talent.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, I hope he doesn't leave. That's that's where I'll leave it. Uh, and then I got some news for Chelsea. Chelsea holding out Ooh. for a 30 million pound fee uh, for Ian Matson to make a move to Dortmund.
1: Ooh, yeah, I, I don't really mind selling him off. Okay. He's very good. Um, I just don't think he fits with uh, kind of what we're doing. Yeah. Um. I'm reading some Chelsea news here. Dang, there's a lot of Chelsea news. Um, Tony and Ozyman are the striker shortlist. Um, Makes sense. It looks like potentially Antonio Silva, too. We're looking to hijack him from Manchester United. Mm. Um, That's an interesting one. Yep. Dortmund make the Matson approach. Uh, Roma are inquiring about Trevor Chaloba, and so are Palace.
0: Palace is inquiring about uh, everyone, so don't be worried.
1: Yeah. Um, Leon are eyeing, eyeing for Batty Achille loan, and then it's
0: uh, some more news about some players that I actually don't I'm going to be honest. I don't think you should let Batty Achille go anywhere right now. I don't think we should either. Yeah, I think you should be starting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did Pretty you see how mad Thiago Silva was after that Luton Town win? Oh,
0: my God. Yeah.
1: Bro, he was furious that they almost came back. I love yeah. that energy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Tiago Silva's uh, been, man. Uh, what's the term? Wavering? Yes, that is a fantastic word for what I was thinking. Yes, wavering yeah. is definitely the word. Um. Yeah, I mean. Go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to say, like, Chelsea love him, but I, yeah. I think we're starting to see frustration yeah. <laughs> out of this guy. So I don't know what's going on
0: there. I think it's just a matter of, like, times catching up to him finally took long enough
1: yeah yeah seriously
0: uh all right i i don't know why but arsenal is linked to every striker on the market right now this time uh dusan vlahovic
1: i i'm uh sky sports is saying never never mind that's liverpool want mbappe no. uh Volovich, really yeah damn yeah, I've heard, uh, I think I sent you something about DeLitt, too.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely... Wanting to
1: sign for Arsenal? Yeah. Um, And uh, Ramsdale, they I'm reading that they have no plans for him to leave. I think he's going to leave. And Arsenal are also looking at Yvonne Tony, apparently, as well.
0: Yeah. I would like, like, I remember hearing the rumor, I would like it to happen for Ramsdale to go to Newcastle. You would want Ramsdale over De Gea? I... <laughs> I'd probably just take De Gea. Um, it's pretty obvious what he can do. Um yeah. Ramsdale at least like could hang out for a little while, um, him and Pope together. It's just with Pope being out till April, like we need help right now at goalie. Yeah. Like Dubrovka's okay, he's not great, and the day that Kairos starts, uh it's the day that I don't watch a game. <laughs> as long as you don't like that guy guy. huh no i do not simply not i
1: mean that's fair that's fair
0: i Um, haven't liked him since he was so (laughs) yeah
1: i mean that's fair arsenal are also looking at fulham's polina
0: yeah not surprised but i'm kind of surprised that arsenal's so in on strikers right now yeah me too like i feel like gabriel jesus is just fine and it's not like they're gonna position change him because Martinelli and Saka have left and right locked up. So Gabriel Jesus' only option is striker. Unless, I guess he's played Cam in the past. Like when he was at Man City, he played a little bit of Cam and it worked, but they also have a loaded midfield. Or would he
1: just be their backup striker? Who is Arsenal's backup striker if it's not one of the uh, wingers uh, going to fill it in? Oh, that's right. We're going to talk about in a
0: minute um, as well. Uh Uh-oh. Probably going to Palace. Might be right.
1: I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, Palace seem to be linked with everybody. Okay, well then I guess we we'll just talk like about a Crystal it. Yeah. Palace. Arsenal player. getting
0: a lot of interest no, for Eddie and Katia, Um and Crystal Palace wants him. <laughs> it's on my notes. <laughs> he fits the mold. What can I say? Uh, don't um,
1: don't no. We we're not gonna go there.
0: But uh, Arsenal will not let uh, him go unless they can get a replacement in. Um, but the thing is, is like, Dusan Vlahovic is not just a replacement for Eddie Nketiah. Like, he just replaces Gabriel Jesus.
1: Yeah, he's the new striker. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you, how do you feel about Arsenal trying to do that? I, I personally, I love at to Palace. I think that's a great move. I do move too. I do games.
0: too. I think they should let him go because he deserves to play. Um. You know, obviously yes. he had, like, that insane match earlier in the season. I don't remember who it was against. Um, I think he had a hat trick or something. And it was a fantastic performance while uh, Jesus was still out. And then... I think I remember that. Like, he kept playing, and it just wasn't quite good enough for a few weeks. I think he just needs to be aware that he is the regular starter at striker. He needs to regularly be in the lineup for a team, and I think it would help his confidence a little bit and just help his overall performances. Um, Yep. So I would love for him to get a move out. Uh, I think Crystal Palace certainly works because they just always do so well with young players, especially young English players, play really well for Crystal Palace. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, almost always, or West Ham, he could go yeah. replace Mikhail Antonio. Definitely. I'd be fine with that too. Um, but
0: but um, like, I don't hate even Tony Volovich. going to Arsenal. I don't hate Vlahovic either. I
1: don't either. No, no. Vlahovic would be maybe OP. Vlahovic on his good day. Uh, no one really ever talks about him, but he's ridiculous. Yeah, Vlahovic like, is insane.
0: I'm seeing a price tag as low as 60 million for Vlahovic, which I think is crazy. Considering Ivan Tony's asking price play? is like a hundred. What?
1: (laughs) 100 million for even Tony? Yeah. No way. From Brentford. Yeah. Bro, Brentford shouldn't make that much money.
0: No. (laughs) Yeah, literally, literally, I have the note here. Ivan Tony is looking for the move to Arsenal, but Arsenal are hesitant considering Brentford's 100 million pound price tag. Who
1: who would actually pay for him
0: for that much?
1: He just, he literally is coming off of a crazy suspension. Yeah, a
0: year. Without well playing.
1: I I don't get that at all. That's absolutely egregious. Yeah, I agree. Maybe nobody should go for even Tony if that's his. If that is their, I asking think the price, idea
0: is that Brentford wants him there.
1: I, that, I mean, that's what it sounds like. But also, you know, you're Brentford. It's kind of your job to bring up talent and see if you can make a lot of money. That's just Maybe kind of want to change works. that. I don't know, man. But that's insane. Yeah, definitely insane.
0: <laughs> Uh, let's just let's move on though. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time on that topic, so uh, there is a verbal agreement on Jaden Sancho returning to Dortmund on a loan deal.
1: That'd probably be pretty good for him, but yeah, I think it's good um, for
0: all three sides personally.
1: Yeah, I have heard a lot of people though they they just keep on. It's the same thing. Soccer is second to Jaden Sancho now, is what I've heard. Hmm. He he's uh, been liking to go out a lot.
0: Yeah, a little Jack uh, Grealish.
1: That not been too good. Yeah, except Jack Grealish can actually perform.
0: That's true. And Jack Grealish actually gets onto the field. Yeah. (laughs) Jaden Sancho (laughs) is, like, just sitting on the the bench while, like, an 18-year-old goes into the game every week.
1: Yeah, and Anthony just does this around the touchline. Anthony
0: can run in circles (laughs) with the ball at his feet and then kick it out of bounds, and it's still not enough to get Jaden Sancho back on the field.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I I think I think going on loan and just leaving for a little bit would help him so much. Like I think Manchester United have already kind of figured out like okay, we fucked up uh, on this one. And <laughs> yeah. All they're going to do is he's going to go on loan. He'll get recalled probably at the end of the season and they'll sell him off somewhere. Yep. I think that's the obvious way this goes. Because he's not gonna yeah, play for Manchester fair. United, at, probably ever again.
1: No, no. I, the I think the relationship is completely gone there.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, looks like Sheffield United trying to turn a few things around. Uh, going after maybe some, really some lower tier talent, but some guys that could certainly help them out. Uh, they're pushing for Villarreal striker Ben Brereton Diaz, and uh, they're also trying to get uh Casper Schmeichel keeper oh, no way, yeah, wow, so I've never heard a... of
1: the first guy, but I know
0: yeah basketball. i I've heard a little bit about him um since the transfer windows opened. I don't know much, let's see um yeah, he doesn't have a goal this season in La liga yeah, that's in good fourteen match <laughs> why the fuck do they want this guy <laughs> he's uh he's Chilean. Wait a second. Why does his okay? Why does his Wikipedia say he already plays for Sheffield United? Is he already on loan to Sheffield United? Am I dumb? He
1: is. He is Fuck. already on loan to Sheffield United. Well, that's weird.
0: Because <laughs> like literally on Twitter, like from Fabrizio Romano, it said that they're pushing for him. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe he got recalled. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe the deal has already been done and I just missed it. That definitely could be the case. Yep. He's
1: actually from England. Interesting.
0: He plays with the yeah. Chilean national team. He's yeah. from a
1: city called Stoke-on-Trent.
0: Yeah. Their cities are so fucking weird.
1: God. <laughs> so glad we don't have to take orders from these losers.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like, fucking Newcastle. Oh, like, where they play mm-hmm. is considered Newcastle upon Tyne.
1: Oh yeah, that's strange.
0: Yeah, it bothers
1: and me. And actually, even more strange, this guy that's Chilean but born in England, he played for England's U19 and U20 team, but whenever he moved up to senior team, he chose Chile. Uh,
0: probably because he's not. And good he has seven to play goals for, for Chile.
1: <laughs> probably not. <laughs> okay,
0: well, I guess he, I guess he's already on loan there. Um, fantastic. Casper Schmeichel, though, is a good move. Sheffield has given up, I think, the most goals this season in the Premier League. Um, so something needs to happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, they have allowed a whopping 49 goals. Holy shit. Yeah, that is eight more than Burnley, who is second to last. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <That's> bad. <laughs> that is really bad. You um, know what's crazy, though? Is then Luton, again, I think Luton we scored seven what, Newcastle beat them by like seven to zero or something.
1: Oh, so it's, it's right. they lost
0: to Burnley 5-0. They lost to Arsenal 5-0. And they lost to Newcastle 8-0. Damn.
1: Yeah. Hey. That's 18 goals in 3 yeah. games right there. They fucking suck.
0: <laughs> you know who's uh given up 18 goals? Liverpool this whole season. Wow. <laughs> Sheffield you did it Damn. in 3 games. All right. Um, yeah, they need a keeper, Kasper Schmeichel. Why not? Uh, Zach Steffen leaving Man City and sign a three year deal with Colorado Rapids, coming back to America.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily mind that.
0: Yeah, totally fine with that. I, I was, he's gonna play. He was a guy that I nice.
1: Yeah, it was cool to see Zach Steffen come to you know a Premier League team. But as somebody, you know, who also follows the national team, I wish he was getting more playing time. And it sounds like, well, I mean, who else would play over Zach Steffen at Colorado? I have no idea. I know so, nothing. <laughs> it'll be nice to see him finally get playing time.
0: Yeah. There's a reason we don't do the MLS recap. I'll tell you that.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. we <laughs> One time. <laughs> that was a mess. One time. Oh, my that God. That was horrible. Uh, all
0: right. Next thing. Uh, Tottenham is interested in Connor Gallagher, but are unlikely to make a move because they cannot meet the 60 million pound demands due to financial fair play restrictions.
1: It, it would be such a 2024 Chelsea thing to do. I almost said 2023 yeah. to let a guy like Connor Gallagher yeah, set
0: go. the pace by letting a guy that has really proved himself in the squad this season. <laughs> yeah, just let yeah. him go to Tottenham.
1: Yeah, no, he's a guy that I never want to sell. I love Connor Gallagher, yeah. but he would be, he would honestly fit in any other Prem team. He is the quintessential center mid, high work rate, decent yeah. offensively, decent defensively that literally any team in the world would want.
0: Yeah. I is definitely the type agree. of
1: player Connor Gallagher is. Yeah. He's
0: been awesome this year. Um, yeah. Him and Cole Palmer, the two big surprises oh, to me. Oh, man.
1: Cole Palmer, what? I mean, like, We kind of, I think, shit on him whenever he first signed. Definitely. And he has
0: just been Chelsea's
1: probably best player. Yeah, he was just (laughs) a
0: useless young guy at Man City.
1: Yeah. And, damn, they they had a guy there. Yeah. And Chelsea are just finally using him.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Next thing, Timo Werner Werner. is a striker target for Man United this January.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why.
0: Me neither. Um, I think he's kind of his his Premier League days are over. I think.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think his time with Chelsea was bad enough. He'll yeah. he'll literally never want to come back to England. There's no, no. way.
0: Then again, There's Manchester no United way. needs something. I've heard I've heard Thomas yeah. Muller in this conversation as well. I just don't think Thomas Muller is in a position right now at his age to be playing striker in the Premier League. No,
1: because it, Thomas Muller would be in a situation, you know, if he came to United, where he would have to be the guy, and he's not. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. need to be the guy. Um, I, you know, a lot of Manchester United legends, you know, like uh, Roy Keane and Rio Ferdinand, like the guys that are still pundits over there in England. Like I, I've heard Rio, Rio Ferdinand, literally thinks that Rasmus Hoylund is the guy. Yeah,
0: they're just not. They're <laughs> he, they're he's not just not there to, yet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they yeah. just – I literally – I just pulled it up on my computer as I was checking to see if we had anything else uh, that I don't have here. Uh, Anthony Martial set to sign a contract extension at Manchester United. Why? 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 <laughs> since <laughs> – literally since the day he got there from Monaco, he's maybe done Something would be to classify yeah. his overarching career at Manchester United, he's done something. Yeah. Cause I can't say he's done nothing. He's scored some goals and yeah. been in the lineup. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I guess better than Jaden Sancho. Um like the the Derek Carr of soccer. <laughs> uh, yes, there it is. Anthony Martial, Derek Carr. Love that comparison. <laughs> um actually that might oh, be man. too nice to Anthony Martial.
1: I don't know. Derek Carr's a fucking fuck Is up. Is there though. a guy that's like,
0: <laughs> in his career, he's always been there, but he was never that good. But like, like he's really never had that big season. Because like, Derek Carr's had some good seasons.
1: Jameis Winston?
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, I think Jameis Winston might be pretty fitting. Maybe even Marcus Mariota, both of them.
1: Pretty yeah. similar. Yeah. Or They've Mary gotten other. their
0: chances, never really worked out had a couple of runs. Yep. Marcus Mariota went to the playoffs. Jameis had that one yeah. good season. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Uh next thing though. Um mm. Rafael Veron is getting interest from Saudi Arabia. What a surprise. Al Ittihad mm. and Al Nassr. So the the two uh, big monies.
1: I'd probably Al Nassar or for him be just cuz you know Laporte um or Laporte, however you say his name, is the other center back there. Yeah. Might as well go play with your teammate. Well, if he went to al
0: Ittihad, he, he could play with uh, Koulibaly and Kareem Benzema. That is true. Um, so he'd have but, two French teammates and N'Golo Conte.
1: Three French teammates. I forgot about N'Golo <laughs> Or you could go play with al uh, and play with the guy who scored the most goals in 2023.
0: That's true. Yeah, Sadio Mane. <laughs> Anderson Toledo. Oh man. Duh.
1: Bro, I, I've been on this I've been on this weird train, Grayson, where I have seen so much Cristiano Ronaldo, like like highlights from like his games yesterday. Like I yeah. am keeping up with his career still. I, I'm sorry, but I think he's actually still ridiculous.
0: Yeah. It's great.
1: But it, it no, like I think it's on like a it's on a different level though. Like Ronaldo is aging so much better than Messi in my opinion.
0: I think Messi doesn't care I, I re- as much as Ronaldo.
1: That that is probably safe.
0: I think the MLS it's is the simply same. less competitive place to play than Saudi Arabia, despite the fact that yeah. four Saudi Arabian teams have money and everybody else has nothing.
1: It it honestly just kind of feels like Messi has just been on a really long vacation to Miami.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, he hasn't like I, the season's <laughs> over. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That's that's going to be Louis the Sparks. biggest
0: issue. That's going to be the biggest issue when it comes down to like, "Oh, who's doing more right now?" Well, Messi hasn't played a match in months. Um and he didn't play almost the entire season. So, obviously Ronaldo is doing more right now. And like at the time of the year when people are paying attention to soccer internationally, the MLS isn't happening. <laughs> And let's say even over the summer, he's going to be playing in Copa America. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) (laughs) Messi's going to play like 15 matches a year for Inter Miami for a couple of years. He's going to call it quits. He's going to have ownership in the team. He's going to have fucking stake in the MLS. And he's just going to retire and have a shitload of money to fuck around with. Yeah. Whereas Ronaldo actually has to keep trying. <laughs> Messi's <Yeah>. doing nothing. <laughs> and just reeling oh, in no. money.
1: It, it, but that is ridiculous, though, that Ronaldo scored more goals than anybody Definitely. else last year.
0: Definitely. In the least competitive league that he could have probably played in, because he could have been in the Prem, could have been in La Liga, he could have been in Serie A, Bundesliga, yep. Liga, all of them more competitive. Chose Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's not, it's not as impressive as it could have been.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's how I see it. For sure. But, no, I mean, the amount of times that those poor Saudi Arabian defenders have had to see
0: yeah, this. that's true.
1: It's actually just unfair. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. They Every have single, no idea like, what doing. there's,
0: like, some, I'm trying to remember one of the team names that's not. There's some like all Ali (laughs) fan that's like seven years old, and like every time he sees it, like Ronaldo go like this, he just starts crying. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, not again. (laughs)
1: Fuck. Oh man.
0: (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Um, Sheffield United is interested in another guy, and I'm not going to fuck this one up because I know he hasn't gone there yet. Um, they're trying to get a loan deal for Roberto Firmino. So speaking of Saudi Arabia. Guy that's been there now, um, it's just one season, not even six months, I think. Um, for all Ali, funny enough, um, looks like he's trying to get out, and I think a loan deal to Sheffield would not be a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, for, for all Ali,
1: he has 17 appearances and three goals, yeah, so not 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 too great there, but I'm, I mean. Yeah, why not? I, yeah. I don't really know. Like, any any player to Sheffield United sounds Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, him. Roberto
0: Firmino had, like, two good seasons in the Prem. He'd be great for Sheffield United.
1: Yeah. Throw him in there.
0: <laughs> Fuck it. Um, And uh, this is just news. It's not really transfer news, but, well, I guess it's partially transfer news. Nottingham Forest might face a points reduction for financial fair play violations.
1: No, no, not Nottingham Forest. (laughs) Imagine. Like,
0: this is just the biggest insult to injury ever. (laughs) Like, right now, Nottingham is playing pretty bad. Like, okay, they won their last two against Man U and Newcastle, which is pretty cool. Uh, But they have 20 points right now. If they even got the 10-point reduction that Everton got, they would be second to last in the table. Yeah. Like, that would suck. And, like, it's not like any of the moves they've made have been just groundbreaking moves.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, damn. That would really hurt them, though.
0: Yep. Okay, I got a few more news things that have come up since we record, or we started recording. So, Olivier Giroud is yet to sign a new contract to AC Milan, meaning that this summer he could go to the MLS.
1: <laughs> and still somehow score, like, a solid 15 goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's good for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's insignificant news. Mm. Let's see. What else we got? What else we got? Oh, this is a big one. Uh, Arsenal and Man City are set to compete for Pedri this summer.
1: Oh, wow.
0: That. That would be a huge move for him to come to the Premier League.
1: Yeah, that that would probably draw attention from other teams in the Prim as well.
0: Yeah, I I think so. I think Arsenal and Man City being the two teams that are linked to everybody that's good in a different country just pisses me off. (laughs) Because, like, they already have all the best (laughs) at that position in the Premier
1: League. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Like, what? Oh, um... There was a, there's something actually I can bring up, um, and, and I actually could see this happening, and I want to debate this with you. Kevin De Bruyne does Manchester City really need him to come back, or is he somebody that could go to Saudi Arabia in the summertime?
0: No, nah, Kevin De Bruyne needs to come back, and he's going to come back literally within the next like couple of weeks when they restart. I'm pretty sure it's his plan. Um, no, they need him because he he makes everybody on that team look better.
1: Yeah, that I mean, definitely. But I, I've been seeing a lot of uh, news to him going to Saudi Arabia. I of he them, them he inquiring seem, about him.
0: He doesn't seem like that. Like like he would. No.
1: Then no, I, I definitely you know, there's agree plenty with of that.
0: Of other people that I thought wouldn't go, and they did. But he just doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't fit that mold to me.
1: I don't know. We'd have to see.
0: Yeah, of course, but I I think I'd rather give up Julian Alvarez than Kevin De Bruyne even at this point in their careers.
1: I don't know. You could probably get a lot for Kevin De Bruyne selling him to Saudi Arabia.
0: But Julian Alvarez is young, which meaning you could get a lot of money out of s- some other country. Think about true. what they would get. Know. Like think about we just talked about how Barcelona needs a new striker. Imagine Get Barcelona to fork over some money for Julian Alvarez? Yeah, true. I don't know. We'll see. Um, We
1: will see. Indeed.
0: Newcastle are favorites to sign Stuttgart forward, Seru Girassi. And if they want him this January, they only have to pay for his 15 million pound release clause. Easy money. Yeah, that is a fucking great pickup. I'd, is there totally still
1: down. uh, is there still Kimbembe news for y'all or no?
0: I haven't heard anything uh about us going after a center back uh considering uh Botman's back in the lineup. Okay. I think a lot of the focus has been on uh a striker possibly um uh a midfielder because of Tonali and then a keeper. Yeah, and then getting Gueimarais the hell out of there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked
1: <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> um oh, boy. Anything else to look at?
1: Or is it questions time?
0: It it might just be. Let's see. Um uh Tilo Kerrer is going on loan to AS Monaco from West Ham. Okay. Should- I, uh I can't remember if he's a. Is he a center back or a keeper? Sounds like a
1: keeper. (laughs) Here we go.
0: (laughs) He's the. Yeah, I know he's German. Center back. He's played a decent amount for that team. Um, But he's typically stuck behind. uh, What's that guy? Aguered?
1: So, yeah, Aguard or Aguard, yeah. yeah, something like that.
0: All right, I'm not not seeing any other news. Yeah, nothing else. All right, it's questions time. All right. Nathan submitted quite a few questions, some fun ones, got some new ideas that me and him have been cooking up for the questions he could be asking, so um, we'll see how this goes. All right. All right we we'll just uh so the final one is going to be that question i talked about earlier where there's a particular answer um it's for you okay. since i have the answer but we'll start off with our opinion would you rather or who would you rather have this year Josh Allen or Joe Burrow from early in the season both of them question. fully healthy but who would you rather have?
1: I would I would probably still take Burrow. I, I, I like Burrow's ability to not really turn the ball over that much, even though he was doing that a lot at the beginning of the season. Um, And I think Burrow just spreads the ball around more. He gets a lot of guys uh, involved that I guess wouldn't be, like your wide receiver fours and fives and your tight end twos and threes. That's what I like about Burrow. So I,
0: I would probably go with Burrow. Yeah. I think if we're talking early this season, Burrow – how inconsistent his accuracy was, I think I'd have to stick with Josh Allen. The deep ball threat is always going to be something to look at. The the ability to run the ball is amazing. Leaps and bounds ahead of Joe Burrow. Um, I think to me it's probably going to be Josh Allen. All right. Um, all right. Nice little. Who would you rather have as your running back duo? Bijan John Robinson and Tyler Algier or Najee Harris and Jalen Warren?
1: I'd probably take Bijan and Algier. They they just too. are a little bit more consistent. You you know what to expect from Bijan and Algier. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean may, maybe it would be different if Najee kept getting better. Agree. Like he should have. Um but no for now I'm gonna take Bijan and uh Algier.
0: Yeah, that's definitely where my head's at. I I think Bijan <laughs> and Algier both have ten times more upside. Uh yeah. at the at the moment over them. Definitely. Uh, okay. This is gonna be a fun one. Who do you think is gonna win the fantasy football championship in our league? Colin or Mike? Uh obviously Colin, our other co-host. <laughs> Mike, uh a two-time guest on the show. Uh Luke didn't make the championship because his team choked and Colin beat him. Um I'm gonna pull up the matchup right now. Let's see. Let's see.
1: Yeah, let's let's look at this matchup.
0: So where the fuck did it go? Oh, scoreboard. There we
1: go. Third place game versus fucking Scott. All right. Unbelievable.
0: Alright, so somehow two teams that finish the season seven and eight, third in their divisions, make the championship <clears throat> game. And four, Collins team. This fucking ad won't go away. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Fuck off, ESPN fantasy. Shit. All right. You have, um,
1: yeah. For Collins' team, he is Justin Fields at quarterback. Um, Khalil Herbert, running back. Are, are we going through the whole lineup?
0: Well, you know, me and you could just kind of talk about the guys we think will make an impact.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Because his best player being Tyree Kill. I mean, his house was on fire earlier so that that's got to be I will say
0: Khalil Herbert the last two weeks has been absurd um yeah and of course it was the two weeks after I dropped him um but (laughs) Justin Fields has been great as well they're both playing for something for sure uh yeah I like the quarterback matchup yeah Jordan loves Justin Fields here I think James Connors tough because I don't know how that's gonna go for Arizona um same goes for Tyler Lockett <clears throat> I don't hate really any of them. He probably should take Noah Brown out of his lineup <laughs> considering he's out. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we should on Mike's side, Jordan Love, I really like Aaron Jones as well, Etienne, Jetta's All these guys are playing for something outside of like DK, Eckler, Trey McBride. Everybody else got something to play for. Do you start C.J. Stroud over Justin Fields here, if you're calling? Uh, that's tough. I would probably start Stroud, personally.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, but Justin Fields gives you that running upside. Yeah, That,
0: and I think, I, I think Kyron is <laughs> on his bench because he's probably not playing this week. Pretty sure is the yeah. case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Zay Flowers uh, probably not going to play either.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm leaning more towards Colin in this one, but Mike, you know, Mike's Mike, got a shot. Mike's I got just, a lot of guys no, that are I playing don't.
0: for some. That's the big difference to me.
1: I don't know if I like Eckler or Kamara for Mike. Though. Agreed. I don't either. And that's his flex spot. Um, I love N though, and yeah. DK. And then you know we've seen it to where Aaron Jones just sometimes won't have a good game. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of leaning more towards Colin. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think having
0: Tyreek and Laporta and Khalil uh-huh. Herbert, um, that's going to be a big thing for sure. And then the Patriots' defense against uh the Jets is big. Uh, I think that's a good one to have. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So um, yeah, I'm siding with. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going with Mike. I trust Jordan Love. Okay. Yeah, I think having Jordan Love, cool. Jettas, and DK um kind yeah. of all playing for something. You know, DK not really, but they have a chance to make it in. Um Yeah. I think that's a big deal for like <clears throat> But also okay. Colin has some some changes to make because like Noah Brown's out and he has a couple other guys he could choose from. Uh that's right. true. Next thing uh, if there were no injuries, would you rather have Raheem Mostert or Devin A. Chain this season? Ooh. I mean, Raheem Mostert is
1: kind of more your RB1 type guy, but I really liked what Devin A. Chain was able to do.
0: Yeah, like I'm I'm Mostert thrown through for this one because yards per carry guy, touchdowns, strong runner. Um, yes. A. Chain certainly has the ability to be like a flashy running back. But, like, how many of the best running backs in the league play, like, Devin A. Chain? None of them. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, like, when you look at the top-tier running backs, like, Raheem Oster probably aligns probably better with those kind of guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, like, your your running backs now uh, almost always have to be a threat in the pass game as well as the run game. That's why I think, like... The Falcons got such a good running back in Bijan Robinson. Like, Bijan Robinson yeah. literally has everything it takes to grow into one of the best running backs in the league.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: I mean, he is your model guy. And A-Chain is just not. You know, A-Chain is kind of your, more of your utility knife kind of yeah. player. Like, your speedster. Not, not an all-around RB1 like Raheem Mostert is. But even Raheem Mostert's not really, like, all-around RB1. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: I agree.
1: But Raheem Mostert definitely over a chain.
0: Okay, for sure. Um, our next thing: what pitcher do you think you could catch the most consecutive pitches from without allowing a passed ball?
1: Carlos Rodon. Um, no, because
0: he wouldn't throw it too. Many. No, he would spike one in the dirt. Uh, I'm okay, yeah. so I think the baseline would be like Kyle Hendricks, because he tops out at like eighty eight.
1: Oh, yeah, that that's a good one.
0: Uh, But the problem is he's got a that's nasty a really fucking curveball. Yeah. But, like, I, I just I, – I, I, I definitely can't get up into, like, the, the DeGroms because I'm not catching a 95-mile-per-hour slider. No. Same for, no. like, Strider. I think I could probably catch Max Freed, but then again, curveball, really tough movement.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, actually, I've got. Did Isaiah got mine. Kiner-Falefa pitch? I think Isaiah <laughs> Kiner-Falefa pitched a little bit this season. I think I'm going to go with him.
0: <laughs> I think the best I could do. Okay, so like if if we're going for the most consecutive pitches without allowing a pass ball, then I'm going like like Kyle Hendricks or like Rich Hill. Um, yeah, but if it's gonna be the best pitcher that I could catch. Without giving up a pass ball for like quite a few consecutive pitches, I think it would go Marcus Stroman. Tops out at like ninety three, doesn't throw too much stuff with like crazy movement. Um, really just a sinker four seam guy. Yeah, so I, I think mean, I'd that's go fair. Stroman. And like I've caught once, ever <laughs> <laughs>
1: have that going for in
0: you. a game, which also I was eleven. <laughs> and my every time I went up to bat, my legs were fucking shaking from standing. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, all right. Uh, this is this is going to be a fun one. Who is the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and the Offensive Player of the Year of your NFL team? So mine's the Falcons, yours is the Steelers.
1: Uh, damn, MVP, huh? <laughs> On the fucking Steelers. It's going to be Probably tough for DJ a Falcons y. one.
0: Actually, no, I know Mike. Um, he's also the Defensive Player of the Year.
1: Yeah, Jesse Bates yeah. for y'all, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Except Offensive Player of the uh, Year. That'd be kind of tough.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, defensive Player of the Year, I would probably either give it to Joey Porter, Patrick Peterson, or Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith, obvious, but no TJ. Patrick Peterson, well, because he's my MVP. Fair enough. Um. Patrick Peterson actually played safety for the second time in his yeah. entire career a couple of games ago and got an interception. So I love the versatility there. He's also PPF graded as I think top 10 coverage with Joey Porter. I think Joey Porter was like four and Patrick Peterson was like eight or nine. Yeah. Um, but I think for defensive player of the year, I'd probably just go Alex, high, Alex high Smith, um, offensive player of the year though. Oh my God. I, literally fucking nobody <laughs> on our offense. Um, I would probably go with Broderick Jones, the like uh, the tackle out of Georgia. He really yeah. showed some fight. He's played a couple different positions in offensive line, um, and I like what he's been able to do. So either Broderick Jones or um,
0: I'd probably just give it to him, okay. honestly. So I think for my MVP, I don't want to oh, – man, it's tough. You know what, yeah, I'm just gonna go Jesse Bates for the MVP. He's clearly been our best player all season. Um Defensive Player of the Year. Um there's quite a few guys I could go with. Like Calais Campbell honestly has a case for it. Um Arnold yeah. Ebaketti has a, a case for it. Um I might go Caden Ellis. Um Ooh. he's been a sleeper. For sure. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Caden Ellis at defense. player. <clears> or <throat> Nate Landman, one of the two. Um yeah, one of those two. I can't really decide which one, honestly. Uh and then offensive player of the year, I'm not gonna go Bijan. Only because of, you know, a couple of games where he just didn't play and nobody even said he was hurt or whatever. Uh Arthur. <laughs> um I'm gonna go John uh, Smith. Johnny Smith that's was a good one. fantastic. Uh, a guy that I did so not, not anticipate. London. Sorry, I said not Drake London. No, I I think with the quarterback situation, he kind of got fucked over. Um, didn't quite meet my expectations. Um, so I'm gonna go Johnny.
1: Okay, I yeah, that's a really good pick. I I've kind of noticed he's been one of y'all's consistent guys yeah. too, which is. Crazy to think that you guys also have Kyle Pitts at that position, and he's not offensive player of the year. No,
0: but damn, caught a couple of touchdowns this year though. That's nice. Uh, all right. Yeah, he did. All he right, did. Luke. So this is a like guess who. So there's six questions, and for each question, you get to have a guess for who this person is. Oh. Okay. And the hints progressively get much easier. Uh, obviously. So, Luke. First thing. So I guess they're hints, and then you get to give us a, a, yeah. a possible answer. So uh, I was drafted in 2011 in the first round.
1: You said 2011?
0: Yeah. Ooh.
1: And I have to guess for every one of them. Uh, you don't Cameron have Hayward. to guess.
0: You can just You can defer.
1: Cameron Hayward is my guess. That first is rounder incorrect. to 2011. Damn.
0: Number two. I have two interceptions or sorry. I had two interceptions in my rookie season for the Cardinals.
1: I actually, I think I might know who it
0: is. Okay. I think it is Patrick Peterson. It sure is. That's why I was like not saying anything this whole time. You've been talking about Patrick Peterson. Cause I knew that the next (laughs) thing I was literally going to ask you was about him. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go through the rest of the hints. That was impressive. Two hints. Um, I think I probably Nathan probably shouldn't have put rookie season for the Cardinals. He should have just said I had two interceptions yeah. for the rookie season. He but should
1: have just said I had two interceptions, yeah. yeah. The
0: Cardinals definitely gave it away. Mm-hmm. Um and then is I have two interceptions this season. Uh before this weekend I played in two hundred career games. I wear number twenty for the Steelers. And then the last one, my Twitter handle is P two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one though, but yeah. No, I uh I think what we'll have knew... what we'll do now is I'll have Nathan come up with one of those and uh oh shit. My dad just texted me some breaking news. The Ravens signed Uh-oh. Dalvin Cook and he is eligible to play in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. What? Wow. So uh,
1: wait, when when was he not a Jet and he got
0: released on Tuesday? <laughs> Or they mutually agreed to part ways, or whatever the fuck they want to call it.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, that's going to be kind of OP if he even sees the field. Dude, think of him and Gus Edwards. That's a fucking fantastic duo. <laughs> yeah, Gus Edwards and Keaton Michael. Or, uh, is that his name? Yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell. I knew it was something else.
0: Um. <laughs> okay, yeah. Dalvin Cook's a raven. Damn. He won't be this week, but that's, he will next. sucks. <laughs> That's crazy. How did they just get better? Like, that's insane.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Did you see where Odell said it was the best team he's ever been on?
0: Yeah, or he said the most complete team.
1: Yeah, he's probably right. Probably right.
0: It's between this and the Rams team. Yeah, the Rams team was sick. Yeah. Because, like, it definitely wasn't the Browns and, and definitely not the Giants, so.
1: Was was Odell on any really, o, like, OP LSU teams?
0: No. He was kind of, like, just after and just before some of the best.
1: Okay. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So it would have to be this year's. Uh, or yep. the Rams. All right, Luke. That was a very fun episode. A lot of, lot of stuff episode. going on. The next time that you'll be here, we'll be talking about some playoff football. That's a big deal. Ooh,
1: and my background will be different. It'll be back to Athens yes. for me.
0: Back to school so, starting next week. Unfortunately. Uh, um <laughs> But Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> this was a super fun episode and I'm sure the viewers had a great time. But if the viewers want to show their appreciation for us, they should follow, like, subscribe, comment. Rate five stars, write a written review, follow us on all the social media platforms, and just kind of pick and choose which ones you're doing those on. You know, obviously you can't subscribe on Instagram. You can follow there, and you can't follow on YouTube, but you can subscribe there. You know how to do it, okay? And all the links or all the names are right here. You can find the link tree on all uh, all the social media accounts. And we will see you guys next week. Luke, anything else for the people? Um, I hope you guys
1: had a good break from school, all, all of our, our coll- collegiate listeners, or maybe even high school. I think high school may have started back earlier this week. But anyway, one more semester until summer. Stay strong.
0: Out. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Peace.
1: Peace.